Hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are playing Delta Green tonight. Finally, we are back. Steven is unfortunately still here. And uh, we'll try to remedy that as quickly as we possibly can. Uh, and it'll probably be pretty quick. Pretty quick. Uh, but we're back. Uh, we uh, we had we left on a crazy cliffhanger. We didn't mean to have like so many weeks in between uh, sessions, uh, but that is that is the case. We'll see how it goes tonight. We'll see if we are able to finish tonight's arc. Uh, I do not know if we will. Uh, as uh, as uh, well, you know, some people, some people. We won't say names. Uh, I thought you said we'd finish it last session. I thought we would. <laughs> uh, I didn't think we would, actually. I never thought we would. Have to, that was possible. Some that was wishful possible. thinking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you for those subs, people. It's very, very, very kind of you. Uh, so let's let's not waste any time uh, chit-chatting and bullshitting because uh, no one really uh, no one really has anything interesting to say. So let's just go ahead and introduce our characters and get the hell out of here. Uh, go ahead and tell us about Luca Dante, Long. Yes, his very known features is his curly mustache, nice curly flowing hair, and he's with the DEA, the best agent there is. Oh, that is true. What is your, <laughs> and your sanity, I think, is in the single digits, probably. Uh, oh, it's there. dropped to 25 now. It's 25 San. 25. You better do some, some heroic shit and really just, you know middle finger towards unnatural stuff to get some of that back because otherwise you're you're in trouble and and then if you make it you know if you make it to the home scenes you could always potentially get some sanity back but boy whew, that's pretty low buddy that's pretty low knowing me i'm gonna uh, lose sand in the home scene what's that knowing me i'm gonna lose more sand in the home scenes i'm out <laughs> i think it's possible actually so yeah depends what you're doing depends what you're doing uh, but we got a long ways we got a lot of stuff to do before we get there so we'll see how it goes next up Melissa, tell us about Maggie slash Agent Aggie. Uh, yeah, so um, Maggie Eberly is a targeting officer with Khaki International. Uh, she is uh, Agent uh, Geraldine Aggie uh, here. Uh, I was going back and listening to the first episode. Oh, and I had forgotten the like Agent Aggie's been around the block a few more times than everybody else. So she decides to challenge Jacqueline to not bring up his book for the rest of the time that we're in New York City. Oh, I had forgotten about that. That, that was that, that, that was fun. And I, and I don't know how that challenge is going at the moment either. Well, I mean, you might never talk to him again and you might never be able to bring it up again. So there is that. <laughs> Here's that. Uh, Steven, why don't you tell us a little about Declan, since this might be the last time that we talked to him. Yes, I am playing Declan Gordon Wood Ellis. Uh, he is a New York Times bestselling author, normally does uh, historical novels, but has recently published his first fiction novel. Uh, it's topping the charts, doing very well, Storm Surge. Um, his sanity is doing rather well right now. His hit points are looking a bit worse. Um, he, he, he got a little nick last session, so he's got a bit of a gusher right now. He's got a towel on it. Um, but I, I think I can pull through. I think I'll be yeah. okay. You got uh, slashed or bit by a, or and smashed against a wall. It was like a paper by, by a creature that you yourself um, were instrumental in summoning into this world. Uh, and I think you took eight points of damage. So what are you at? What are you at? Like three or four? Three out of 11. Yeah. Eight points. Yeah. Boy, just a uh, stiff breeze is going to just knock you over, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe just the blood loss might do I it. Generally, 
if I just hit you, it doesn't even matter. If I just manage to get to you again, which I, I could, I could, I could. Doesn't really, I don't even have to roll damage because I just know it's going to be enough. It's just going to be enough. You know, people get hit by cars in New York all the time, too. We, we figured out in this campaign that that's a possibility <laughs> as well. So I got to make sure to cross, look both ways before crossing. That is true. We've definitely done that. Uh, and then finally, we've got uh, we've got old Lisa Young, who got uh, called to the principal's office last time. Uh, so tell us about yes. Lisa there, Ashley. Uh, Lisa Young, she's a program man- manager for FEMA. Previously, she used to work at Publix before, you know, we had that whole horrible incursion um, that kind of yeah. brought her into this world. This is her first um, active Delta Green mission. She doesn't necessarily know it's for Delta Green, but she knows it's for some sort of secret branch for dealing with weird stuff and uh yeah uh she kind of got her reality check because she's spent so much of her time trying to balance family versus getting stuff done so now she's now she's motivated to get some real research and get this decided yeah yeah it's been uh it's been rough for old Lisa, but you finally got that old man. That what's his, what was his name? What was his name again? Your little boy's boy friend, Cody. Kind of got his ass out of here. Get back to Florida. <laughs> your drunken aunt who just constantly talks about how you're not as good as your mom or something. It's been yeah. rough. It's been it's been rough. You just like your mother said, a disappointment. You, just, you, you just never like do anything mother. right. You're so much like your mother. You just you know you just no, not Elizabeth as good. Was better. You yeah, know? that's uh, your mother. Oh, God, what a wonderful saint she was. She was, oh, what a bright trajectory she was on until she had you. It was just, uh, it was just amazing. Yes, I just, exactly, I love those little Exactly set. that, yeah. It's my family, dude. That's like my, my New York side of it. It was crazy. That's what they're like. Just paper uh, cut after paper cut. That's what it is. They just like this little passive aggressive. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I, you know what you're doing, right? Like, you know <laughs> that that is a How? horrific thing to say, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's why we live in a desert in the middle of nowhere, away from, <laughs> away from all of our families. That's, that's why I'm so and I are way out here. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and get back into it. It's been... Okay. So if you're watching this later on YouTube or something like that, you might have gone from one episode to the next pretty quick. But for us, it's actually been almost a month uh, since we last played. So let's go ahead and dig into the... You all... Uh, so you're, so just, just to sort of put this all together, you all have been sent on Operation Blister 2, uh, you are in New York, Brooklyn specifically. Your specific tasks are to determine if this construction site uh, that uh, was once the S. Gerritsen Mansion uh, has any ties to a, a series of missing children over the past several months within Brooklyn, within the Red Hook neighborhood of Brooklyn. Uh, three child disappearances specifically that each had something strange about them. So your job, which you've been tasked with doing, is to determine if there's anything that this construction site this that is now being turned into condominiums, if there's any kind of unnatural incursion going on, and if there is, to stop it. Now, this site did come up in a, a different Delta Green file uh, from 1961, Operation Blister, but the whole thing is completely redacted. So Ronnie had no information on it. There's like nothing to go on other than the name of the mansion. That's really it. Uh, and so you're trying to determine this. Now, if also, if you've discovered any kind of occult objects or books or anything like that, you're supposed to deliver that to a, a, a storage facility uh, at a green box nearby. Uh, so last time, so that's the sort of the broad sweeping thing that you're supposed to be doing. So last time around, though, uh, Lisa, you were in the New York Public Library with your daughter. Uh, as we mentioned, Ronnie kind of gave you a little uh, a little get your shit together moment. 
uh, and uh, said that the next time that you kind of, you know, you, you slack like this, it might not be a, a finger gun pointing into the back of your head. It could be something else. Um, eventually, I think Maggie joined you and the two of you discovered some old society newspapers uh, that were announcing Robert Sidem's marriage uh, and enga- engagement in marriage to Cornelia Gerritsen, who was much, much younger. We're talking like 40, 50 years difference in, in, in age. Uh, blurry wedding photos. There were this like traditional Catholic imagery at first glance, like it looked like Jesus on a crucifix type of, type of deal. But you actually notice as you look a little bit more closely that it was not that. It was in fact imagery that pertained to uh, a dark haired woman and these concentric circles and things that you saw in the background of it. Uh, Luca and Declan, you actually were doing something according to what you're supposed to do. You were taking this strange wooden plate with those concentric circles found uh, in Unit 35 of the construction site to a We Store You facility within uh, within New York, within Jamaica. I think it was Jamaica, Queens you're in. Um, however, while there, Declan, you stole a few things. Uh, you stole a leather-bound book written in Latin titled Allegedly. in the trans... You, you stole it. We all know. Titled The Mysteries of the Verm. Uh, you also took a vibrating wooden box and mothwing, uh, despite there being a spray-painted warning on this pedestal that it was sitting next to you saying, do not touch. But you took it. Uh, you all decided, to the G, I think we're G-Cell. Uh, you all decided to meet. Uh, you got some dinner nearby. Um, you discuss your next steps. Uh, Declan, you've been pushing for burning the building down. Uh, but Lisa noted that that's great and all, but you actually haven't done what you've been tasked with doing, which is determine whether or not there's been an unnatural incursion, which you think there is, but whether or not it has any connection to the missing kids still hasn't been uh, sorted out. Uh, Lisa, you wanted to follow up, as you mentioned already, on this dark history of, of Sidem, uh, this idea of, of searching for like an occult bookseller or something like that. And Maggie, you had some interest in trying to figure out something about the sewer system. Uh, and whether or not there was something going on with the routes as there were these animals and droppings and stuff like that that were found at the sites of these three child disappearances. Might that link back towards the creature that you saw inside the mansion and nobody else did? I think it was just you who actually saw this creature. Uh, Back at the hotel, uh, Declan, you took photos of your stolen book and then you touch the wooden box and you set free some kind of creature which just seemed to crawl from an impossible vortex of light and space forever folding in upon itself. This massive winged creature with huge claws, huge gaping maw. You managed to escape despite taking a pretty horrible wound. You pulled a fire alarm and in doing so doomed several innocents so far. Uh, to their deaths as they started to run out of their hotel rooms right into the buzzsaw that was this creature. However, it did let you get away. So, you know, there's that. Uh, other things. Silver uh, linings. Lo- silver linings, right? It's a 50 glass half full, glass half empty. Uh, other things, Luca, you uh, you have a DEA contact, not like an official DEA agent, but somebody you met through your investigations, someone who can get you some fake FBI badges. You pulled it a favor. They're going to be ready tomorrow night. It's going to be Sunday night when we start, but Monday night they should have them. Uh, you, uh, you also dipped into your family's pizzeria fund uh, to pay for those things to get them fast. Luca, you've also been hearing a voice. Uh, especially at the at the construction site, you've been having visions of the bloated woman from Hypoluxo as well, and the voice told you that uh, you need to return if you were to return to the site uh, at the night of the new moon in bring the gate or bring the plate. They would sh- she would show you how to use the gate 
and she would offer enlightenment and rid you of your terrifying visions. Uh, and so that's where we're at. There are a couple other things you guys asked for. You asked for kind of like the hard leads you've been going through. You interviewed some of the construction workers, but there were others. You kind of possibly screwed the pooch on that one as, as Gene <laughs> Fallow was assaulted by Maggie and can identify at least three of your faces. And uh, Edward Bloomfeld, who was the head of the construction, uh, the construction crew working there, uh, well, he chased after Maggie and then got hit by a car and broke his leg. Uh, also could recognize Declan's vase. Uh, there are some other homeless folk that you've met in the area as well that you could potentially talk to. And then you've got these weird designs of this plate and on this painting. So hopefully it refreshes all of our memories and we're good to go. All right. So then question. Yes, ma'am. What you got? Do we know what day the full moon is? Is that Monday or Wednesday? Yes, indeed. Uh, you all know that. So first of all, tonight is, uh, let's see, tonight Sunday. is Sunday, August 21st. Uh, yeah. And you know that the next new moon is going to be on August 28th. So you actually have a week before the next new moon. Okay. Uh, so tonight there is a gibbous, uh, a gibbous moon showing 79% of the light. Almanacs are fun. Uh, okay. <laughs> Something that I realized going back through this is that um, Maggie and her friend were actually here for like a film festival that I had totally forgotten about. That was the actual reason that we were here. So like Saturday and Sunday, we're supposed to be like watching the film festival yeah. in Central Park. Y'all just Oopsie. been straight clubbing. And <laughs> she's she very upset with you because you literally spent one night with her while you're in New York. Yeah. Then you changed your flight without telling her. Yeah. And you've been lying, saying it has to do with work. But because her dad is the one who got you the job that you have, she's like, I talked to my dad and he <laughs> says you don't actually have anything to do with work. So why are you lying to me, Maggie? Why are you lying mm -hmm. to me? So mm -hmm. Maggie lost her friend. Luke is about to lose his family's pizzeria. Lisa <laughs> has lost her boyfriend and possibly the love of her aunt and daughter. And Declan's about to lose his life. So let's start off. Thanks for high. Let's start off with Declan. <laughs> My family's fine, but my boyfriend, that's thats Rocky. <laughs> I don't know your aunt. Your daughter's fine, but your aunt is pretty, is pretty messed up. Okay, Declan, <laughs> we're obviously going to have to start with you. That was where the cliffhanger is. We're going to put it at you have just closed the door. You've gotten to the stairwell uh, on, your, on your flight or on your floor. You can look back through maybe a small little cutout, small little window in the door, and you can see carnage in the middle of the hallway. There's people who are running in your direction. There's others that are lying on the ground and crawling, their bodies torn to shreds. Others that are just, you, you know, they're dead. You see the light flickering. You see the uh, the whirring of the the alarm, the, the kind of red light starting to, to, to pulse here and there. The alarm's still sounding. You can still hear the fire alarm going off. Uh, there's people screaming and screaming and screaming. You start to hear... Uh, the sounds of other doors opening below, like the stairwell doors opening up below you. And you can hear footsteps as people are starting to like scramble down the stairs as well. You're a handful of floors up. You're not on the bottom. You're not on the, the, the first floor, but you're a handful of floors up. Um, Declan, what do you do, man? I have a towel to like stop the bleeding. Didn't we say that? Yeah, uh, that's fine. Did I grab one? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I think you, you, you grabbed your, you grabbed your laptop. You grabbed your book. You left the... You left the box. I got um, the box. I'm pretty sure. No, I thought you, the box. Oh, you shit. said you you thought about trying to close it, but instead you went for uh, your things. I believe. 
Oh, man, I was ready to run, but if the box is still there, I got to go back for it. I think um, uh, we can do. Oh, man, I, I, I didn't realize this was going to be as, as important. Um, I know that you went for your laptop in the book that I'm sure of. Uh, yeah, I, said I, I remember that, that too. Yeah, because I said that you you could just get to the door without a roll or you had to make a roll to get your things and make it to the door. It, it's okay to say that I left the box there. I'm just uh, going to do a 50-50. Uh, high or low? Uh, always go low. Uh, all right, 25. Uh, so we'll say, yes, you also have the box with you. You have all three okay. laptop. Yay. So we'll say you have like a bag, like you have like, like your messenger bag or something and you just drop as much as you, you can in it. If that's the case, then I am hightailing it out of the hotel. Uh, I it, Is it safe to say that my cell phone was in the messenger bag too then? I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to be texting Luca, uh, all caps, meet me at the storage unit ASAP. And I'm just going down the stairs uh, with this towel on my neck trying to stop this bleeding. Okay. Um, you run down the stairs. You pass by people who are uh, who are on their phones and don't believe anything's going on. They're like, "Oh my god, are you? Can you believe this? Seriously? What are we in grade school with a fire alarm? This is some sort of, this better not be a freaking drill." It's like you hear people saying stuff like that, and then they see you with blood coming down your back. You can see a big scrape. Uh, you also got smashed through your own hotel room door into the wall, if you recall. And so you look dusty and bruised, and people are looking at you like. Oh my God, what the hell happened to you? What, what the hell's going on up there? What, that, what the hell's happening? As you're kind of going down the, the stairwell now with a handful of other folks who are abiding by the rules of the fire alarm. I think Declan is just rushing past them, just obviously looking distraught, doing his best not to just start sobbing in front of these people. Roll a luck test as you do this. All right, that's uh, just a 50-50, right? Just a straight up 50-50, yeah. I probably should uh, that's a 98. Uh, okay. You push past them. Uh, and some people are like, what the fuck? Make it, what the hell are you doing? And other people are being like, oh, my God. Are you? Oh, my God. Are you okay? Oh, my God. Look at him. What? Oh, my God. What happened to him? I can see bone. And then as you open the door to leave the hallway and go out into the lobby, you hear a voice say, oh, my God. Is that Declan Ellis? I saw him on the Today Show. And then the door closes. You're in the lobby now. Uh, the alarm is still going off. You can see a handful of hotel workers. This is a fairly, fairly nice hotel. We've talked about this before. It's not like super, it's one of the, the more grandiose ones, but it's a very nice one. And so there is a proper bar. There is a proper, you know, there's, there's a place where people might, might stop for drinks and food and whatnot. Um, you can see that there's people milling about. Uh, there's a lot of confusion. And you can see as you run past the, the lobby desk there's people on the phone like oh my god uh, uh, just just stay where you're at and then you hear another person on the phone and one of these workers be like i don't know this they say say someone's like there's someone's going someone's attacking them someone's someone's i don't know what's happening it's not a fire like get, get here fast get here fast as you think that they're they're possibly on the phone with uh with nypd declan with all that in mind what do you do um, I would have made up some story about someone attacking or something like that, but if they're already sounding like they're saying that there's an attack and like calling for ambulance, I think I've I've done my civic duty that I, I don't need to tell them anything. Um 
Okay. I, I just want to get the fuck out of here and get to that okay. storage unit as soon as possible because I know there are guns there. You uh, get out onto the street. You start running. A hand. You hear a handful of people asking if you need help. People reaching out and grabbing you. Like the the doorman is just like uh, just swatting them away. Yeah, and and every one of them tries to help you. Some of them are nice about it. Some of them are rude about it. And you start running down the street. You. You, as you do so, you hear the sounds of screams behind you and you can see falling all the way down from, we'll say the fifth floor. You can see a body comes out of a window. There's glass coming down as well. Screams are happening on the street as people are panicking and you continue to run. Luca, we're going to cut to you. Text message comes through. It's Declan. Says, get to the storage unit as fast as possible. This is the same day we just left, right? It's the same night. It's the same day you literally saw him maybe two hours ago. Deslin's requesting it. I'll show up. Okay. All right. Um, Declan, do you do you only contact Luca? Um, I think after I like text him in the stairwell, uh, and then once I like get out of the hotel and I'm like running down the street, like trying to find a cab or anything that'll take me there, um, I think I would call him too. Uh, okay. Just frantic, panic. Okay. Uh, if he doesn't pick up the first time, I'm just ringing over and over again. As the phone rings, you get the you get your phone on your on your to your ear. Your the pain, uh, maybe adrenaline is keeping the pain that you felt to, from sort of slowing you down too much. You just see blue and red, blue and red coming past you as various NYPD, various cop cars are driving past. You see, you can hear sounds of it uh, as people are kind of uh, getting up close to the hotel. You turn the corner, and you no longer can see. You're no longer on the street. Um, Luca, phone rings. You see Declan's name pop up. We'll say you guys have a phone conversation. What does this sound like? Luca, we we really fucked up, man. We really fucked up. Oh, we? What's happening? We we got to get back to the storage unit. We we got to get those guns. What do you need guns for? It's... There, there's. There's a fucking monster, man. There, there's a monster in the hotel. Are you there now? Where, where, where are you? I just got out. I, it almost killed me. Uh, I, I'm going to the storage unit. I, we're getting the guns. I, I need you. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Um, the fuck. We got to get the guns. We got to get the guns. Well, I'm on my way. Wrote Maggie, Lisa. Uh, I don't know. Do we want? Yeah, yeah. We should call him. Call him. Call him. I'm. I'm going to the storage unit now. Okay, uh, Luca. We say you call them both. Uh, Lisa, you are still on your way back to Long Island. You're getting close. I would say uh, you're probably within maybe 20, 30 minutes of your aunt's home. Maggie, you're probably back in your hotel. No problem. Uh, we said that you were uh, you were city bound. Uh, Lisa, your aunt's stout in Ronkonkoma. So it's, it's like about an hour and a half drive or so. We'll say, you know, between getting the car out of the, you know, wherever garage you had put it in, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's probably almost two hours ago. So you're getting very close to your aunt's home when you get, when both of you, and we don't have to play it all out. We can play it as a three-way call just for, just to, for simplicity's sake. But Luca, what do you tell them? 
Declan just called and he's distraught. There's something serious. Bad review? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish it was, but I just no. I'm nearly back in Ronkonkoma. What do you guys need me to come back two hours for? What happened? He was babbling, but he said we need guns. There's something something happened. Declan is going to get guns. What is Declan gonna do with a gun? I tried asking him, but he was incoherent. Damn it. All right, where are we going? The Delta Green storage unit. Okay. Can you make it there? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. But we're going to go around New York City with guns shooting. What are we shooting? Yeah, that sounds like a terrible idea. Lisa, why don't you... Just go home. This is a, I don't think we're going to be going around shooting things. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea, but maybe we just need to have a chat about this. Like, if something serious happened, then we need to escalate this, obviously. Like... All right, to the storage unit. I'm going to the storage unit. We'll call you. You don't have to... You can come, I mean, if you want to, but, like, you're already, like, an hour out there. I can just call you when we get there. Yeah, just, like, let me know if it's actually serious or if it's just a bad review. Okay. Okay. So we'll say then that uh, we'll cut to the storage unit. Jamaica Queens, uh, the three of you. So, so Lisa's not involved at the moment. The three of you make it there relatively within within reason. Uh, doesn't necessarily matter who shows up first, but all of you eventually show. Uh, we'll say we, you meet outside of this place. It's fenced site in Jamaica, Queens. We store you is the name of the place. It's 24 hours a day as long as you have the push button code, which you all do have. Uh, there, let's see. There is, in fact, a security guard at the gate. Uh, and not only that, but Luca and Declan's the same guy from before. Uh, he can see that he's just, uh, looks like he's just reading a book. It's all he's doing. He kind of just looks up at you all. Um, but we'll say the three of you meet outside. And yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put you guys right outside the site, getting ready to go inside. What happens? You guys also, by the way, see the blood of Declan, I should say. You should yeah, see that he has been up. effed up. Yeah. That's serious. You need a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. It's serious. Um, well, here, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go get the guns. Uh, I, I need you to go to the hotel. What with me. are you? Wait, wait, hold, hold on. What are you getting guns for? There's a monster in the... Did, did Luca not tell you there's a monster in the hotel? What kind of... And you're going to go back to the hotel with a gun? It's killing people. Well, why did we let a monster out? Who, who knows how it got out? So some other person in the hotel did something that let a monster go? You had nothing to do with that? I don't know answers here. I, I just know we got to kill it. it. It almost killed me and it's killing other people. Are you guys this is not here earlier to today? Your, your, your idea is that we're going to go take guns somewhere and shoot a monster that's in the middle of a hotel in the middle of New York City. 
Yes. I. You see this going well? I don't see this going well. I think Declan at this point would just be like ready to go get the guns. Like he he doesn't want to waste time like explaining it. That's fine. I'll go with him. Okay, uh, Maggie, do you go? Did you go in with him? Yeah. Okay, so we've seen this before. You punch the code in, no problem. You get through. The guy just kind of looks up. You're not even sure if he recognizes you guys from earlier in the day. However, Declan, you do. Um, you are not looking well. So I'm going to do just a quick yeah that's roll fair. for him to see if he notices that something's up with you. It's not a very high roll. Uh, okay. Yeah, he just looks up. Kind of waves his head. Waves his hand uh, and kind of goes back to his book, not even paying attention to you guys whatsoever. Sunday night, he doesn't care. You you make it back. Um, you find your room. It is uh, it's a relatively small room. Don't forget, it's uh, about well, actually, relatively, it's about five meters, so like fifteen feet or so, give or take. Um, and when you open it up, you guys can see pretty much the same thing you've seen before. Unit eleven ninety one. All sorts of uh, various items pool table there's busted jukebox there's antiquated ski equipment there's a, a pallet with a tarp on it and there's a bunch of items that you can see uh, as the tarp has been sort of stat you know it's, it's i think you guys actually put it back maybe slightly but there's that same stone dais it's sitting at you know standing out of a home depot bucket spray painted on the stone do not touch you can see that there are a couple crates of those AK-47s that are still there. One of those crates has been kind of broken open at the very top. You can see the gun sticking out of them. There is that shrink wrap bag of money that has property of the United States Department uh, Department of State uh, and uh, State Department. Uh, yeah, and that's what you see as you open the door. Uh, there would be like a tarp or something, right? Um, or like a blanket, there, maybe a, like there is a something? tarp. Yeah, there is a tarp covering the pallet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I rip off the tarp and I like lay it on a bit of ground, um, and I throw my messenger bag that has the book and the box on the pool table, mm -hmm. and I throw the bloody towel on top of that, and I just leave it there, and then I just immediately go into that box and I just start pulling out AKs, like just every single one in the box. And I'm just okay. piling them on the turf. Okay. Maggie's Maggie wants to look at Luca and just say, "Did you guys were here earlier, right? Did you take something out?" I give Luca a glare. <laughs> uh, and I I will say, uh, Long, if you don't if you don't recall this. You, with your alertness, did notice yeah, that Declan was taking something. You didn't see exactly what it was, but he was trying to pretend that he wasn't. But you're confident he took something. If you would like, I would say you could roll a search test right now. Or, um, yeah, a search test would probably be ideal uh, to see if you can pinpoint what it was he might have taken. If you can remember what you saw earlier in the day versus what's there now. Okay, the search is pretty good. 74... Go for it, man. I'm pretty sure I also opened the door like three times after that box kept vibrating. Yeah. <laughs> so he would have seen me open go back close. in for something. Yeah. Success yeah. on the 60. You, you remember there being a box on top of the dais that, uh, not very big, relatively small box, uh, teak wood, nice looking. 
and it was just sitting on top of this dais that's sitting that's like propped up within that home depot bucket and they're spray painted on that stone dais do not touch right next to where that box was that is missing and also uh one of the books is missing one of these uh the kind of dusty old tomes is missing as well that that exact box he brought back he took it from me i haven't shown the box i just kept it in the messenger bag okay i've seen it though oh yeah i thought you threw everything out on the tarp i i threw the bag on the, the pool table gotcha. so there was something over there where it okay. says do not touch and now there's nothing there where it says do not touch yeah uh, great 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 um if declan is over grabbing the guns maggie will go into his bag because he threw it on the pool table and it's not on his body anymore that's fair so she would go into the uh you find inside your bag his laptop you find a a leather bound book like a partial book uh that is in latin you very old you can you can definitely tell and you find a box uh that is teak wood looks very nice it's pretty there's there's no markings or anything on it nothing like that uh it's currently closed we'll say Uh, would I see her going towards that or would I be like, oh, what's your alertness? What's your alertness? Uh, pretty low, 26. <laughs> uh, I'll say considering your state, probably not. Uh, yeah, you probably find extra copies of Storm Surge as well. I just don't want <laughs> her to summon another one here in the storage unit. <laughs> and so Maggie's going to do what she can to kind of investigate this box. See, clearly she's going to like open yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's teakwood. Everything's fine. It's about the maybe the size of your forearm or so. Um, when you said you're going to open it up? Yes. Okay. You open it up. Uh, it is currently uh, currently empty inside. Got Just, my handkerchief in there. With the no, muffler. I'm sorry. That's right. Your handkerchief is in there. That's right. And then when you undo the handkerchief, uh, you can see that there was like a little, I think it was a moth wing, you said, uh, that was kind of wrapped up inside of it. Uh, that's when, that's what's inside. It is. Uh, I would say it's probably. You know, this is Declan's handkerchief. You've been hanging out with you specifically, Maggie. Yeah. Have been hanging yeah. out with Declan <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> yes, we have. Very fancy you handkerchief. You definitely reckon, recognize the D G W E embroidered initials <laughs> on Declan's <laughs> handkerchief. Is this what was in the box? She'll kind of say loudly over to Declan. And she's holding Don't the open touch box. That. And, she's holding. and I just go and I just like knock it out of her hands. So this was, oh. My bad, said, sorry. Do not. Okay. So how exactly did you find this? Your your handkerchief Don't wasn't in the Don't touch box. that. Do not touch it. Do not touch it. Hand And I like go and I like grab the handkerchief from her and I use that to like gingerly touch the box and I just like toss it onto that dais that says do not touch. Okay. Uh, and you do? It's there. Is it back? We don't or... have time to talk about this. We have to go. People are dying. Do you even know how to use this thing? And I'll give a quick course of the AK. The magazine. Pull the trigger. You got 30 shots before you got to reload. And if we're in this shit, I'm just pocketing some of the US cash money as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I will let I, you guys know, in case you're unfamiliar, uh, New York City's gun, or New York's gun laws are extremely strict. Yeah, this 
Um, that's why I was throwing him in the tarp. I just wanted to carry a bundle of. <laughs> no, no, th- that's not. So. Totally not no. suspicious. No. And so Maggie. Maggie Coming is. blood plaster and carrying a bundle yes. of things no. that no. look like no. AK-47s. No. No. I think the security yeah. guard might notice no. your way out. I think he might. I think right. Declan is too far gone. <laughs> oh, no. He really is gone. Uh, okay. So, Can I try like a roll or something? Because like, listen, the way that we solve problems isn't that way. We're not in like middle of nowhere that we chase after something and shoot it down. This there is another way to solve this problem. So walk me through. There was a box with a wing in it and the box got touched and now there's a monster. So that the way about the fucking box, there's a giant monster. It threw me through my wall and my door and it ate a family in front of me. We need to shoot it. Or we need to find a way to get it to go away. Cause the way that you brought it in was by touching a thing. So there may be a different way to get it gone. Oh, the how the fuck are we going to figure out a way to get it gone? We shoot it. We have guns here. We have guns right here. And I just grab an AK and I'm just like trying to like load it. <laughs> like following what Luca said, but I'm obviously fucking it up. And Maggie's looking at Luca like you're, you're encouraging him. You're you. He's just going to go in the middle of New York city and shoot something. There aren't other people that have better guns that can try to shoot the thing. Also, there's not like a whole, I don't know. NYPD. That has guns and riot gear and, you know, all other kinds of things that could do the same thing. You, Mr. Declan GWLS, are going to be better equipped to shoot the thing. You're right, Maggie, but you speak like you know how to get rid of it. Do you have an idea? I'm saying maybe somewhere in here there might be an answer to this that's better than going out in the middle of New York City and shooting it. So Maggie's going to desperately <laughs> with her tentacle trying to see if there's something in here that sure. might... Uh, sure. Yeah, roll, you can roll a cold test. Sure, go right ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and can I Declan, take two boosts at a time to... to try to get this to thirty? Uh, I don't remember what we said. Can you take two, or two? is this a, is this only a you one? You did say two on skill. Okay, that's fine then. Uh, Declan, go ahead and roll a sanity test. By the way, as you start hearing echoing throughout the halls, the sounds of a news news radio that's talking about an alert in New York stay away and it lists your your streets as there has been some sort of uh, terrible violent event uh it is a like they're basically treating it like an active shooter situation um so what do you got declan how'd you do uh i'm rolling 90s all night apparently i rolled a 95 needed a 73 i felt pretty confident with the 73 uh declan uh as you hear the news story come through and it's talking about dozens of people uh like have been hurt and harmed uh like there's like like people you know getting thrown out of the windows and stuff like that uh from several stories up uh there's no like there's like estimates of casualties that are coming in uh it kind of dawns on you that you literally just got all those people killed take five points of sanity loss uh as uh, as this starts to settle in a bit uh and and kind of hits you now when you get five plus sanity loss in a single roll you suffer from temporary insanity declan uh you can however before we do that 
before we kind of trigger those rules, remember that you can push this off onto the bond on your bonds if that's something you want to do. So would you want to project this onto some of your bonds first? I think it makes sense for me to suffer the insanity okay. right now, story-wise. Okay. That How could I not after seeing that? Absolutely. And so you hear this coming through about all these 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 people who hurt casualties, you know, people who have actually passed, people who uh, who like they're in, like are basically searching and searching for this, and like they've shut the whole hotel down. Uh, so temporary insanity. You um, either flee, struggle, or submit. Uh, so flee as you run away for uh, for a number of rounds uh, based upon your con. Struggle is you kind of fight to your um, to your death slash unconsciousness, or you submit, which you just sort of collapse and kind of go into like kind of a catatonic state. So what do you think makes the most sense here, Stephen? I think it would make sense with Declan hearing about this, knowing what he just caused and seeing all these guns here to, I, I don't think he would flee. I don't know whether it would count as submit or struggle, but I think he would like just collapse uh, onto a wall with one of these guns and just start like looking at the barrel and then just like slowly starting like aiming it towards himself. Yeah, you all see him just slide to the ground. He's fiddling with his gun in a way that seems extremely dangerous. You see his, he's kind of breathing extremely heavily and he's no longer doing the usual like Declan smart ass commentary. Like he's actually gone kind of quiet. And both of you can hear the sounds of the radio coursing through uh, the, the, the unit here. Uh, so as the two of you see that, you see Declan not looking well. What do you do? Looks like the hotel's a no-go zone. Declan, I think we need to get to a hospital. You look over towards Declan, and he is... He's actually kind of look... He's got the barrel of his AK-47. He's kind of pointing it at his face, and he's staring at it. Okay, pass the gun over to me. Now, My you guys can just drift a little yeah. bit lower towards the trigger. You guys can roll. One of you can roll a psychotherapy if you want to try to snap him out of this. Try to get him to, to put the gun down. Or you can just physically like reach for it too and just like snap it out of his hands. But psychotherapy is a way to kind of, you can potentially use that to talk him down. I'll slowly approach him and reach for it. Okay. Instead of talking uh, about All right, Maggie, were you doing anything at the same time? Uh, Maggie royally failed her occult test. Um, okay. I'm trying to find something in here that yep. is going to help with the situation. Uh, Luca, give a give an athletics test here just to sort of snatch this or or like a dex times five, one of those two, just to see if you can kind of grab it really fast before anything terrible happens. I'll do a dex. Yeah. 47 under 70 pass. Yeah. Thank and so goodness. Declan, your hand continues to drift you've got this far away look on your eye at this point and the the gun just gets yanked out of your hand and you just kind of slump and just stare down uh, as the reports continue to echo throughout the halls it's so quiet because there's nobody else here on a sunday night and the guy's radio is just just echoing from a few uh, a few blocks down maggie you look 
you have no clue. There's no instructions on this thing. It's just a box. It, it's 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 nothing. It's n- nothing at all. And you look at the. It's a moth wing. It's it's nothing. You're not even sure if it means anything. It could just been a moth inside. This is a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of old stuff in a storage unit. Like it, moths do that kind of thing sometimes. So like, no clue. Uh, there's a stack. There's like stacks of like old National Geographic and like Reader's Digest and stuff in here. Not nothing and nothing and doesn't say anything the book that Declan took it, it, it's like it looks to be like damaged like some of the pages have been burned like it's not even complete it's in Latin it's got a weird number on the back it's got nothing to, like it's, it might not even have anything to do with it this is a this is a green box this is where like a bunch of unnatural stuff is stored you're not this is why it's here so no one no one screws right. with it so Maggie is gonna um, get Lisa on the line Yeah, um, I just got Are you home watching the news? I, yes, I am. Is that what, what Declan yes. was talking about? Yes. And I I don't know what the hell to do about this. It there, there was a box here. It said do not touch. Apparently it got touched. There's just a freaking moth wing inside. I don't know what the hell the moth wing has to do with that thing. I don't know how to get it gone. Like his idea was just to go bring guns and go shoot at it. I don't know what to do. There's nothing here that says what to do with this. We we have to report this. I mean, it's pretty much on the news at this point. I think it like I. The cat is out of the bag at this point. As Lisa, if you're at home, Uh and I will say Jamie is not near you and Aunt Viv has drunkenly passed out. Uh, you check the news and you can see that all of the news stations, all the local New York news stations are have on-site reporters. It is a whole scene. Uh, you can see everything from cop cars to SWAT vehicles to fire department stuff. You can see there's they're, they're running like grainy, terrible footage, you know, like it's 2011 video phones aren't great, but yeah, you can see yeah, like yeah. shadows moving about and a body fly out a window. Um, you can hear the sounds of gunfire periodically. Everyone's now like you can tell have, has been pushed back. There's like barricades around this building here and there. Uh, so like no one's even allowed to get close. Uh, like you can even see cops are coming and interrupting some of these, uh, some of these newscasts and like getting them to push and move cause they don't want certain things to be shown on camera. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is intense. Like there's no way, <laughs> there's no way somebody involved with Delta green, probably even Ronnie wouldn't have seen this already. Doesn't necessarily mean that they know that it involves whatever the hell happened with Declan, but this is, this is something that anybody in the Northeast right now, this is probably even going to be on national. Uh, at a certain point if it's not already yeah yeah it's it's all over the news maggie it's it's awful doesn't somebody have like a vacuum care number or something that we can at least tell them what the box was that what started this to at least like get that part of this out of the way i uh yeah there but i don't i don't know what started this what are you guys talking about a box it's a box. There was a, there was a oh, big, bright, effing letters. Do not touch. Box on top. Box no longer on top. Mothwing inside. Somehow, Mothwing. 
Okay. I would call but I honestly I don't know anything about this. So here's the number and like Lisa goes through her pocketbook or whatever, rattles it off to you. One of you guys should call who knows what's happening. All right. That's a better plan than I honestly don't know what else we could do. If they tell you that we we need to be deployed to do something, call me back and let me know. Okay. Thanks. And then and Lisa just hangs up and she's just watching the news horrified yeah it's terrifying yeah it's terrifying like you can tell there's a very clear confusion people don't know what's going on they're talking about an active situation like was this something where fema would be on site to also assess or that's just like Mm. natural disasters yeah yeah not not for this no okay okay yeah this is more like yeah, this is this is more cops right now. They might even first FBI, responders, depending upon yeah. like where the location might be. But this is just a hotel, so you never know. Uh, but now that's not really a FEMA thing. Okay, cool. Once this thing take, destroys all of New York, it might be though. Go ahead, Luca. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just gonna take a look at uh, Declan's injury. See if it's life threatening. Needs immediate medical care. No, it's not life threatening. You can no no role necessary. It is a pretty like you can tell he's got some terrible bruises. He's got a horrible um, like this just horrible gash along his back. It's ripped through his uh, his jacket, his his, his shirt. You can see it, the blood is just coating. Like it's definitely going to need some some stitching, some surgery possibly. Uh, but I would imagine it's very painful for him to do anything kind of with his shoulder, considering uh, what he got attacked. But it's not going to kill him. And Maggie looks over at Luca. Yeah, yeah, good good call. Good call. Maggie feels a little bad. (laughs) She was concerned about whether it was going to be a super bad injury or not. Um, So then Maggie will call the number on the vacuum care card. Okay. Uh, The... Phone rings. You hear the uh, the me- a message kind of pop up, kind of an automated message. If you know the extension of your party, what you do? Yeah, six six four four. You hear a, a woman's voice answer. She says, "Go." Yes, the incident that's happening in New York City right now, it's all over the news. Uh, it's connected to a box that was in. Uh, this storage unit, 1191, um, box with moth wing inside. That is what started that. And I'll describe There's the box and the contents. Very long silence. Very long, like uncomfortably long to the point where we're not even sure if she's st- still there after a little while. Uh, h- hello? Ma'am? Status of operation blister. Ongoing. And then you hear the phone hang up. Well, what the... Well, we told him. What'd she say? She asked how the kid investigation was going and hung up. Guess they don't care about this. Clearly they are not tasking us with anything to do with this. So what the hell? I'm gonna get Declan out Maggie here. We'll just wrap text it up. Loose, 
Lisa real quick. Um, told them, not our problem. I don't have any contact with Ronnie, do I? None of you know how to contact him. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Luca, you're not staying in the city, right? I'm just outside. Uh, I think we need somewhere to crash. Find a hotel, motel. I can't bring you Hi. back. She's going to just sort of look over at Declan. Still kind of just out of it. No one's rolled that psychotherapy, so he's still suffering temporary <laughs> insanity. Oh. <laughs> I see. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not going to shoot himself because look, it took the gun, but he's still suffering. Like that's just like this kind of catatonia that's just sort of. I'll tempt this off him out of it on our way out. Okay. All right. Uh, give it a roll. Only have an 18 in it. Oh, I got an eight. I actually passed. Wow. So as you guys are leaving, Luca, you're taught you're like you've got your arm helping Declan move. I'm assuming you guys did you guys leave everything back there or do you take anything with you? I'm gonna take the money, but leave the guns. Okay. Took the money. That's a smart. Take the cannoli, leave the gun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think Maggie's going to put the AKs back where they were. AKs go back. What about the, uh, what about Declan's laptop book? uh, And Maggie will take, (laughs) since she's the one that went through all of his stuff, Maggie will put it all together. The box is back where. Leaving the box. Okay. Yes. Everything else you're taking, you're just leaving. You're taking so the so the things that you're taking, you're taking that little book. You're taking the money, but mm-hmm. you're leaving everything else. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. Yep. All right, Luca, Declan, you're you've got your arm and you're helping him, trying to talk him down, trying to talk him down, whatever it might be. We'll get to that in a second. As you guys are going, and you're leaving, the voice of the security guard suddenly chimes up, and he looks over. He's like, like kind of almost idly, like he's not even looking at you guys. You guys see what's going on here? Oh my God, right here? This is crazy, it's like, it's almost the 10th anniversary and everything. You don't think there's something going on. You don't think you, you don't think this is something serious. Like you, you don't think this is, and he kind of looks over towards you. And it's at this point that he's here. What the hell happened to him? He, he uh, got into a fight earlier tonight. Uh, took a um, beer bottle. Just doesn't know when to keep his mouth shut. Sounds like a test for me. Uh, Maggie, go ahead and give that a roll. Uh, yeah. Uh, Did she get that? a bonus for being half truthful? <laughs> she did not take right. a beer bottle. <laughs> no, I don't know when to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> take a beer bottle. Uh, okay, so... Uh, oh, Ashley. Uh yeah, uh, so I, I know I saw that too, Australis. I don't know why, but you're you're good. Um, what I was gonna say. You're, so you're rolling, uh, you're rolling persuade. I think that's what you're saying. Uh, I suppose I'm rolling persuade. Yeah, I'm gonna take a boost, so it's fifty fifty, and twelve under forty two. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. He's like, oh, 
Oh man, you guys, it's just everything's, everything's just going to shit tonight. Oh man, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. is he alright? You guys, uh, you guys need me to call like a ambulance or something for him? No, we're, we've got I know we've if you didn't get any. Everybody's downtown. No, 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 we've, we've, we've got a cousin that's a nurse, so everything's going to be fine. Uh, what was the, the 10th anniversary? Uh, not from around here. Are you serious? 9-11? It's like in a couple weeks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking August. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. And you can see yeah. he just he looks genuinely kind of insulted by you. All right. Well, have a good night. And what you see in the upper right hand corner is he will remember you as you guys walk away now. Okay. You guys go to you guys check into a hotel. This is not a problem. No no issues whatsoever. You can find a hotel, not an issue. And the three of you find a place to stay and you crash. Um Lisa, you're still I'm assuming you're getting updated. So people are updating you here and there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's she's watching the news. Like Absolutely. Yeah. And you can I mean uh, there's updates, but the updates that are coming through, they're scattered. Like you switch from one channel to another, like the ABC broadcast to the local CBS broadcast to a different affiliate or that affiliate comes on to CNN at some point. Like not so much like they're covering it all the time, but you can tell that they briefly cover and kind of move on to other things. It still seems to be a new, more of a New York story than a national story. And do those of you that go to the motel, is there anything else that you were doing other than just waiting it out? Nothing else for me. I don't think. Go ahead. I just said nothing else. I don't think Declan would have the energy to do anything. He would just, uh, once he's able to like start thinking a little bit on his own consciously, he would just get into the shower and just lie there, letting the water sting those wounds just for hours, probably. Okay. Uh, Maggie, anything? Um, she would, I'm sure this isn't going to be successful, but like, not to say that she wouldn't try to do something like she would just be like furiously Googling, trying to find anything that has to like, and again, I'm, I'm not thinking it's going to get yeah. anywhere, but she's going to feel like she's attempting to do something. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're going to get anything, I think, but no, you no, can certainly no. hit yeah, random. Just, just for the RP of strange, it, she's trying to frantically yeah try to figure this out. Wiki how, how to get rid of a moth burger in New York. <laughs> <laughs> how to exercise a demon. If only they had chat GPT in 2011. They could just solve everyone's problems. Okay. <laughs> a few hours go by then and it's a strange night. Probably not really sleeping. Maybe you guys have the same room. Maybe you have separate rooms, whatever it might be. Lisa. I'm going to say everybody um uh, let's have everybody roll like a con times five, let's say. Just to see how the night plays out for you, whether you guys eventually fall asleep, whether you make it through the night sleepless, that kind of thing. And let me know how you do. 27 okay, 93 for Luca. Maggie? How'd you uh, do? 10. That's Lisa. Oh, Lisa got a 10. She's good. Maggie, how'd you do? Uh, I passed 27 under 65. All right, Declan? 55 under 60. Okay. Declan, you actually get, you actually fall asleep at some point. You like get out of the shower, 
you sit down on like a chair and you are out. Absolutely out. Uh, when you wake in the morning, you can go at Like we'll say your temporary insanity has faded. Maggie, you had some sleep. Luca, you were up. You were up all night, tossing, turning, the voices kind of playing around your head. You don't necessarily hear them actively, but like that idea of can take the vision away, can take the visions away. You see the shadow when Declan was in the, in the shower and he was like, you can kind of see the steam coming out from underneath the door. When the door opens and he comes out, there's like a bit of darkness as the light kind of flickers at some crappy motel you have and you think for a moment, but instead it's just Declan coming out. And all of that kind of plays and plays and plays on your mind a bit. Uh, so Luca, you're going to suffer from sleeplessness. Uh, Lisa, you're fine. You manage to doze off on the on the couch. When morning comes, um, we'll say, Lisa, maybe it's you, wakes up as Jamie kind of pokes you. TV's still on. And you can see the sun coming in through some of the windows nearby. And Lisa, you hear, like, there's stories going on. that just like, still no, still no sign of who the attacker was, but... At the very least, the violence seems to have subsided. Uh, there are some stray reports that uh, seem to coincide with dawn, or maybe it was just happenstance, but the, the full total is still coming in, but there are upwards of two dozen people from the hotel killed, about twice that many wounded severely. That number... Uh, that number could rise uh, as uh, as we start getting some updates from nearby hospitals uh, where the injured were taken. Uh, we'll have uh, more on this news throughout the day, and we hope to hear uh, some updates from the NYPD representatives. And it does seem, Lisa, like the violence has subsided. And like... Lisa would have, like, when Jamie came up to her, uh, would have muted the broadcast um, and, like, had subtitles on that she's reading, like, over Jamie's shoulder as sure. Jamie's talking to her about her night or whatever. Okay. All right. Um, well, she's telling you all about the book that she read because she got a yeah. big old stack of books that she was super excited about. Yeah. Okay. And um, Lisa, she's going to just be like all right uh do you have any that i need to return today or are you still working on them no 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 he said i could take them for a couple days like i, I can get them for a week and anthib said she would return them after we oh, leave fantastic okay awesome um mommy wants to go get uh millie uh millie is uh lisa's uh best friend um a gift um there's this you know how she likes like tarot cards and witchy stuff well, there's this yeah. shop. She's weird. And our house always smells really bad. But we love her. We love her. But um, okay. it's for 18 and older. So I just want to run and get her a gift real quick and I'll be back. Okay. Don't answer the um, door for anybody. Okay. Aunt Viv is here. Uh, you have my She's phone number. She's snoring really loud. I know. She had some wine last night. She has wine um, every night and every afternoon yeah. and a little yeah. bit in the morning. And what do we not have? Wine. Of course I don't have wine. Well, obviously. And uh, and 
And Lisa gives her a big old smooch on her forehead. Yeah, do you want me to make you breakfast before I head out? Do you want some can eggs? Can I have Pop-Tarts? No, no, I want, can I have Pop-Tarts? And if I've got yes. the chocolate ones that you don't let me have. Okay. You know, it's a fun week. Let's let's have Pop-Tarts for breakfast. Okay. And Lisa will grab a pack too. And like, that's what she's going to have on okay. the way out. Do you, you did you want any crystals or anything, honey? Uh, I know it's weird, but... It could be cool. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you can get me something. If I, if I see something cool, I'll grab it for you. Okay. All right. Okay, Love bye. you. Bye. Too. And don't eat the whole box of Pop-Tarts, please. Limit yourself to two packages at most. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Lisa's <laughs> out. Okay. You start heading back. News stories on the radio. Um, you taking Andrea's car or are you back on the train? Um, since Viv is home with Jamie, she's going to leave her with the car and just take the train. All right. So you start heading in conversation on the train. Not that Yorkers are super fun talking to each other, but little groups that you're near, you can hear them. And that's, this is all that anyone's talking about. There's people who are afraid. They're like, we don't have in the city. Lisa's on edge because last time she was on public transportation, she had that like encounter. So she's not, she has like earbuds in, like she's pretending to listen to something, but she's just paying attention to everything that's happening around her. Yeah. And you just hear the similar things to what you've heard on the radio. It's basically people are just mm-hmm. parroting things that they heard on the radio or things they saw on TV. Like someone, someone just started shooting up this hotel and just someone went crazy and da 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 da. You know, like all this kind of stuff, but they got him. NYPD, man, boys in blue, boys in blue. And then he gives other people who are, you know, like who are doing the same thing. Like the security guy did is like 10 year anniversary, man, 10 year anniversary. This is why I never forget. And like all this kind of like rhetoric is just kind of cascading down the car towards you. Okay. Luca, Declan, Maggie, check back in in the motel. Same, same deal for you. You check the news, whatever, however you check it. And the stories seem to all kind of coincide. The violent, like, there's no confirmation that they ever caught the guy. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's nothing like that. They just say the violence seemed to stop around dawn. That's it. It's the best thing for. Yeah. So check it on, on you guys. Yeah. Like, what do you guys want to do? I know this is crazy. Like, what do you guys want to do? I haven't slept all night, but. It's Monday morning. You know how it is. Back I, to the office. I dozed. I dozed a bit. Uh, did Did he get any sleep last night? To look over at Declan in the chair. He's leaning head back, drool coming down his face onto his backup turtleneck or whatever he's got. <laughs> this one's not as dark black anymore. It's covered in plaster. <laughs> no, it's like a leaf he does. Yeah, did get some sleep. If you punch him awake, not punch him literally, but just poke. <laughs> Unless you wanted to punch him awake, because if anyone deserves to get punched right now, probably Declan. Maggie's like just gonna d- d- do the the role game thing of like uh, making some coffee, <laughs> make some coffee, put okay. some coffee near him, see if that wakes okay. him up. Uh, Declan, you notice on your phone uh, there are a hundred messages from Tabitha, your agent. Uh. 
I'm not going to look at those yet. Okay. I missed so, my uh, morning appointment, didn't I? That could be it. I mean, if you want to check the messages, you can. But uh, looking at the time, it's mid-morning. Yeah, you've, you've missed it. You've missed it. You were supposed to be recording this morning. NPR. I'm sure I would have been bumped anyways. Uh, so it's More fine. More than likely. Uh, but also, she's possibly the one who actually booked you in the hotel, the very hotel that's on the news uh, right now as being the site yeah, of there's a paper trail. massacre. Yeah. Or she's well, trying I, to make sure you're okay. Maybe she's just concerned about you. <laughs> maybe that's all it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not it, ready to listen to the messages. Maybe in a bit. Okay. Um, it, uh, it, it went away at dawn. So it it stopped. Or they stopped it. Or we, not we, but we stopped it, maybe. We didn't do shit. Um, do we need to... What do we do? What do we do? Do we go we, hunting? I, I, do we, we're, we're not trained for this. Why are we doing this? I'm an author. Well, I, I called it in, and the only thing that they asked was, what was the status of Blister 2? So we have a job to do, and we need to keep doing that job. And whatever that was... And we just hope that night doesn't roll around again with another string of killings that are my fault? Well... Our fault? This... Listen, we deal with really dangerous shit. It's what we do. And we try to stay ahead of the dangerous shit and try to avoid bad stuff happening. Sometimes we don't do as good of a job as we could have. But this is what we do. And on the whole, you know, scales at the end of the day and all that, we're good. Well, starting tonight, Declan, you're not an author anymore. You're FBI Asian King. I've got badges for you later. Great. We'll just play pretend. Well, it's what you do in your stories, so get to play. We'll get this figured out and, you know, put one in the wind column. I need coffee. It's right there. And she points to the I little light table I'm next saying to you. I need to finish it. Oh, Maggie. Yeah. I know. I mean, there's... All those people are dead. Yeah. I I saw them die right in front of me. It was it was so brutal. How do you how do you live with something like that? Well, for me you find other shit to do that takes your mind off it. And you find people that you can talk to that you can actually talk to about this stuff. 
I'm not great at the talking. I tend to go just find a thing that distracts me for a while after I finish a job like this, especially if it goes to shit. I give her a nod. I stand up and I kind of walk towards her like I'm going to hug her. But then I brush past her and I pull out my phone and I start listening to the messages. So there's a variety of them. There's both voicemails and there's text messages. Your voicemail box inbox is full. And it's not just Tabitha, but you can see other folks, including your ex-wife. Or current wife, or I'm not even sure exactly the com- how still complicated married. that. Okay, still married. Um, but it starts off um, with concern. If you're okay, call you. Call call me. Call me. Call me. What's going on? And some of it is is you know like the early ones in the night were you know just checking in to make sure you're ready for tomorrow. Just checking in to make sure you're ready. Like hey, I'm, I think this is the hotel that you're staying at. Are you okay? Okay. And so it's like all of that, and it gets this progressively more crazy uh, until the inbox is completely full and then you get you see your 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 text your text messages the same thing starts off and you can see this chain of it just getting worse and worse all caps exclamation points galore things like that and like by the end of it tab is like oh my god you're dead i can't believe you're dead you're dead oh and then you and and then it kind of cuts off at that point the last one was sent uh probably about two hours ago um if my wife Isabel called me or messaged me. She would be the first one I respond to. Absolutely. I would give her a call, let her know I'm okay. Um, I'd make up some excuse about that I was in it, that I was injured, but my phone was broken and I wasn't able to get a phone in all the chaos. Uh, I, I just got a, a, a new one that I, I borrowed a phone from someone and I put my SIM card in there and that's how I'm calling you, just something like that. Roll persuasion test. Let's see if she believes the lie. All right, I'm she okay with these, well. but I've been rolling 90s. Um, I'm going to take some audience boost, too, because I just want to be sure. I've been rolling. I've got a 71. <laughs> I've been rolling a wow. lot of 90s tonight. <laughs> really, really, so dude. poorly. <laughs> hey, uh, using three rolled, I'm taking two audience dice. <laughs> it's the 90s. Okay. I rolled an 83. So wow. I'm glad that I took them. I needed them. Wow. There's definitely One wouldn't have done it. I took two. There's concern in her voice. You can tell she's very concerned. You can tell that she's probably been up all night. You can even hear maybe crying. Uh, like you can tell like she's almost like there's like kind of holding back a bit. But she seems to buy what you're selling. Uh, and she is like telling you, is she in Is she in this in, in the city? Where, where would she be right now? Uh, She's close to New York. I don't think she'd be like downtown, but in okay. one of the suburbs, maybe. She is telling you to come, come, come home, come home, come home. Just come home. It'll, we're, you're going to be okay. And so she, she's trying to to get you to come home. Yeah, I will. I will. Um, I need to call Tabitha. Um, Merlin is Merlin very on worried. the phone. What's that? I, I'd like to talk. Could you put Merlin on the phone? I'd like to talk to him. He's I, been so worried. I, it's like he knew you were. What's like? Come here. It's okay. No, it's okay, sweetie. Come on. All right. All right. He's, you're the, he's his ears next to the phone. Hey, buddy. How how you doing? I you just hear. I missed you. 
I'm gonna come pick you up again soon. Uh, I hope I hope you've had fun with mom. Uh, I, I'll yeah. be there soon to pick you up. Sniffing on the on the other end and licks of the phone and that kind of stuff. And, and that more than anything is probably what like causes Declan <laughs> to almost break down. Okay, just he- hearing like the the safety that it represents. Okay. And I, I think he would like do a rushed goodbye, maybe even before Isabel gets the phone back up to her ear. Just say, okay. I got to call Tabitha and hang up. And you hang up. All right. Do you call Tabitha? Yeah, I would. I'd, I'd give her the same excuse. Holy shit, I thought you were dead. Don't ever do that to me again. You stupid, selfish man. And you can tell that she sounds upset as well. <laughs> Roll another persuasion check to see if she uh, she actually is going to believe it. And because you've lied to her before, minus 20 on this roll. Now you're making me take the audience dice here. I don't have a choice but to take <laughs> I two. I wasn't going to do it. Uh, that's the only way oh, that I can get you to way. roll even. <laughs> Use them. <laughs> All right. Roll. I need a 71. Um, which dice? I'm going with my lolly dice. Those, those are the ones that have been rolling 90s, but I feel good. I feel good. Okay. How'd you do? I needed a 71. I rolled a 73. Wow. Declan, I don't know what the fuck happened, but that is the dumbest story I ever heard, and I've read your books, okay? Now, you don't got to tell me what happened, and it's okay. I already squared away everything on NPR. They're not even going to go with you. You got bumped anyway. But did you have something to do with this? I got, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put out fires. People no, saw you. How, People how saw could you I, running, bleeding. I was a, they thought you I were was dead. I was attacked just like everyone else. How would I have anything to do with this? People saw you in the hotel running away before any of this kind of stuff happened, apparently. No, it was on my floor. I, I was one of the first ones. I'm lucky to be alive right now. This wasn't one of your things where you're interviewing somebody, some criminal that you want to get the you want to get the inside scoop so you can make make the authenticity even more in your next book. Is that what this is? Did you did you bring a terrorist into your freaking hotel room? Is that what you did? No. No. You no. Know, Stephen King interviewed serial killers for his book did you do that you're not stephen king you're not okay you're not stephen king i know i'm not stephen king i'm the guy writes like two books a month i'm trying (laughs) the rest of you could hear tabitha she is so incredibly loud it is just ridiculously loud are you hurt do you need medical attention i already went to the hospital i was in the er all night I can tell when you're lying to me. You're just lying to me right now. I don't know why you're lying to me. I'm hurt. I know you better than you know yourself. I'm hurt. We got to cancel the tour. I'm I'm really, really hurt. You watch your fucking mouth. We are not canceling. I'll give you a couple days to get your head screwed on straight. Get your story a hell of a lot better than the one you just told me. Because the cops are going to want to talk to you. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, they called me. They called me already. Checking in. Don't talk they to got them. I've got name. nothing to hide. They got your name. Yeah. Of course, I wasn't. I wasn't doing anything wrong. Got nothing to hide. I can tell you're lying. I know you. You're hiding something. I know you are. Thanks for worrying about me. You just hear her just for the you. You don't pay me enough for this. And she hangs up the phone. You're right. <laughs> it's oh, too late. Okay. Phone's already hung up. <laughs> talking. Okay. I, Declan would then like end the conversation on his end, just like pretending <laughs> like it went on a little longer. You're such You're right. a small man. She's been yelling so loud. I, it's so obvious. Yeah. You you might even hear the dial tone. <laughs> Three-eyed cat. I don't think it's my characters that don't love Steven. I think Steven's the one who gets this going. It's not a me thing. And clearly oh, my characters never like Steven for whatever reason. I don't know what that is. Okay. You were trying to be nice to me earlier. Then you didn't want you wouldn't hug take it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I walked right past you. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Tell me what the plan is. What what are you guys doing? I know this is crazy. It's a huge yeah. um, monkey wrench. Steven is like, well, we just keep investigating. I don't think Declan would have it in him at least that day to to start investigating the house anymore. That's that's fine. I I told Lisa that I was gonna meet her, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that. There's still something going on that this is our job to take care of. You guys, do what you want to do with your day. I'm gonna go do some occult. We're gonna try to figure out some maybe some of the backstory with Sidem and and that plate and whatever, and might do some sewer research stuff. So she's going to grab a, a cab or something and, and uh, sure. text with Lisa, yeah. confirm the address and meet up with her. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so, Luca, what is your plan for the day? Now, you're a DEA agent. You probably have to check in at some point or, or, or whatever it might be. But I know you've been kind of going through some trouble uh, at work a little bit. But um, what would Luca be up to? See if I can get a phone number list of all the employees on the construction and if anyone is willing to talk over phone. You have person. all their contact info. Like it's yeah. all in the I'll just give them calls and maybe a little okay. bit of an interrogation. Okay. Uh it's Monday. It's it's a work day. So you, you know, you might be getting some on a cell phone, you might not get any. Uh so there's always that. Uh okay. And then Declan, what are you gonna do? I think you would have to take the day off. Okay. Do you guys leave Declan alone? Asking for a friend. Yeah, he can handle himself. Yeah, I've never can done anything you? wrong in my life. <laughs> I like how Long says so with a straight face. <laughs> okay. Starbucks, yeah, you're right. Okay. We will then, uh, we'll pick up then. We'll do this a little bit at a time. Uh, we'll kind of switch over. Uh, we'll say at a certain point, Lisa and Maggie travel in the city is a little strange. Uh, there's definitely a vibe 
going on. There's some anxiety or some concern, especially since there's no confirmation that anybody's been caught for whatever went down. There's still so many questions, people who have been been hurt. There, there was people coming out of windows and such. Like it was, it was just a horrific scene. And you're still able to move about. There's plenty of places that are probably not even open for today. There's some that are concerned. Some you can kind of tell. Uh, I will say that you're 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 looking for. Yeah, you're looking for some kind of occult like bookstore. I'll say that you find one called the Inkwell in Queens, which means you can kind of stay away from all the craziness that happened near where Declan's uh, hotel was. And so if you get into Queens, you're kind of away from it at the very least. You're burrow away. You're good to go. And you um, you can see it's a small little boutique storefront that you all meet in front of. Uh, the two of you, excuse me, I should say meet in front of. There's a handful of other uh, smaller shops nearby, cafes, restaurants, uh, you know, comic book store, stuff like that on the street. Um, and you can sell, there's also just some like office buildings, you know, in terms of like, you know, some, you know, office supplies, stuff like that. And the two of you meet out in front on the sidewalk. You, um, you both look fine. You both haven't had any injuries. You both got your sleep, push the door open. And you can see that there is just inside, uh, all sorts of books, uh, old, this is not a chain bookstore. This is a old kind of leather bound bookstore. You can see there's a handful of other things. It's mostly an occult bookshop though. Uh, but there's a handful of other trinkets and paraphernalia and stuff that's, uh, that's going to be used to help set ambiance, but mostly it actually looks like an old fashioned library in many ways. It smells in here a bit like incense. You are the only ones to come in. It does not look to have anyone in. You hear the sounds of someone moving about in the back. Uh, there's a a small desk with like a little old fashioned register. There's books everywhere. After a moment, you see a woman come out from the back, kind of dusting herself off. Uh, she's a bit older. You would probably peg her late sixties, early seventies, maybe uh, something like that, possibly even older. Uh, definitely got a sort of um, kind of grandmotherly vibe to her. Uh, she certainly looks like a New York grandmother. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that cause I had New York grandmothers, but like, she looks like a, you know, she's definitely got the kind of, uh, like a, like a city vibe. Like she's been here for a long time. Nothing seems to phase her. She's just seems like tough as nails, uh, as she comes out. Uh, and she says to you all, to the two of you, uh, can I do something for you? Anything I can help you with? Uh, yeah. Um, we're actually doing some research um, and I was hoping that you would have some more, and she looks towards the books, uh, more information of, of a topic that we're, we're trying, we're looking into the Sudam, um, family. And that's when she will pull out, like, kind of like, it's a pretty grainy picture mm -hmm. of the, um, article, sure. um, with the woman. With the dark-haired woman, the painting. She puts glasses up to her and she kind of like, oh, I just can never see anything on these screens. Oh, my goodness. And she smells like cigarettes. She smells like a chimney stack uh, as she leans over yeah. and kind of reaches out with her hand. 
kind of grabs and moves her hand and just puts your puts your phone in your hand kind of up to her face as she's trying to look. Ah. Oh, the Sidem family. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, well, we'll get we're digging into some old New York law. Yeah. Interesting. Why are you looking into, uh, oh, man, well, hmm. Why are you looking into that? It's interesting. Honestly, it just seems fascinating. And Whoa. it's it's really interesting. Uh, I tried looking them up in the New York um, library, and there wasn't too <laughs> much to be found. Sure, um, yeah, of course. And it just continued to spark our interest. That place. It's a nice place. The Sid Wings are pretty nice, but they just love the New York Times bestseller. It's a bunch of filth and drivel, if you ask me. It's just, uh, no one really writes like they used to, you know? Mm. It's just, uh, everyone's just looking to make a buck these days. Everything's kind of shallow, you know? No real good deep characters, complex plots, things like that. I'm not really much of a fiction person myself, more history, but sure. And then, yeah, yeah, it's more of a tourist trap, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow, that is a name I have not heard about in quite some time, to be honest. Um, and uh, are, you, uh, are you two gals, uh, you students or something? You're just doing some sort of a history project or something? NYU or... Uh, Columbia or something. And Maggie just sort of yells, eh, it, it, "It's a, it's a, it's a blog." A blog. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. you young people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to put everything online. But as I'm concerned, it's all a fad. This whole blogging thing. Oh, goodness, <laughs> it sounds like a, it sounds like a really bad Polish breakfast. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so uh, do I got, yeah, uh, sure, I got a few things around here, you know, uh, yeah, I got a few things, uh, yeah, and there's uh, something in particular you're looking to learn about or something, uh, well, strange man, if I recall, uh, my memory's a little vague, uh, mm -hmm. let me see, one second, and she pulls out like this big old tome, and then a second tome, and then a third tome, she drops them, you can see she has no computers whatsoever in this room, and she just starts flipping through them slowly, my inventory, and she starts going, this. yeah, okay, yeah, no, 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 not that one. And she kind of closed that one, shovels it outside, pulls this other one over. Oh, yeah, okay. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got a, <laughs> yeah, I still got a few, uh, still got a few from the, from the Garretson, uh, from the Garretson family collection. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. They're not, not cheap, though. Not cheap, though. Okay. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, sure. So what is it? So you're looking just for like biographical information? You're not one of them, um, them culty folk, right? You're not really going to get into that, all, are you? Um, I am personally a little interested in it. Um, oh, not that I want to partake, but I just, I'm curious. And I was like, and that's when she points again to the painting. Like, do you recognize this, this woman or this symbol? Uh, yeah, well, you see, that's very interesting. Um, sure, 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 it looks, looks familiar. Uh, and she kind of thinks back. Well, now that you mention it, they're uh, back in the 20s. So, right around then, um, almost 100 years ago at this point, you think about it, it's pretty impressive. 
That was a little, uh, it was a kind of, uh, the society of the day, you know? They had um, strange ideas. They didn't have the internet, you know? They didn't have the internet to, to talk to each other or to do some this or that or whatever. Social <laughs> media, they didn't have it. They didn't have yeah. it. So they had a, you know, uh, and they, they had more money than God and they had nothing to do with the time. And so uh, a few of them, eh, you know, they kind of poked around with this cult or that cult. But that one right there, that definitely looks like, yeah. Uh, and he said Sidem, so it's definitely the visitation of the Blessed Woman. I can tell you that. I remember it. I remember it to this day. I do. Yeah. Oh. Um, who, do you know who did this painting? No, I have no idea who did the painting. Someone. Oh. I don't know anything about paintings. What do you, I don't even have a painting in you. There's books. What are you talking about? True, true. Books. What about History, the story. History of New York. Symbol, yeah, those things, yeah, I mean, lots of different things. I said, You're not gonna be one of those people who come in here, ask me all sorts of questions. I give you all sorts of information my time, my energy, my effort, the things that I've learned over my long and prestigious history. And then you're gonna leave without buying anything, are you? You're not gonna be oh, one of no, those types I'll, of people. I'll be buying something, yeah, something, huh? Just, just, something. yeah, don't, don't worry, don't worry. Well, yep, um, oh. Don't worry. Well, oh, that's um, nice. It's nice you say to me. Uh, don't worry. You put me on the blog. You'll reference my shop on the blog. Get me all sorts of new customers. You okay? Do you want us Read to blogs. talk about you? come you? to a lot of cult, cult book shops. Uh, we can talk about you on the blog if you want us to talk about you on the blog or not. It's up to you. I was going to buy a book, though. I'm kind of looking at that kind of 20s history. Yeah, 20s history. Twenties uh, history. That's pre it predates my time, but uh, unlike your your generations, I actually pay attention to the history that comes before me. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. You you both seem very sweet. You both seem very sweet. So the, the symbols, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> there's a lot of theories, a lot of theories here and there about uh, about that uh, little culty group. Uh, some people say the Sidem guy, Robert. He's a weirdo. Not sure what you know about him. Yeah, Dutch, I think. I think it was Dutch. Yeah, you can't trust a Dutch guy. Only you know, they, they they do chocolate and then they do you know cults. That's basically the two things you got from them. Anyhow, uh, old uh, old Robert Sidem, he um, yeah, he did uh, he did kind of get tangled up with them. Uh, I'm not so sure how much his uh, his beautiful young fiance was involved, or whether it was a uh, she just kind of was wrong place, wrong time. So I had to really say. Uh, most of the uh, mm -hmm. most of the written history of this, uh, well, never really got published. You see, the Carrotson family had a lot of money. They kind of tossed it all around here, and they kept the, the major mags and newspapers. You can find that's a, what it a, seems like. Yeah, you can find an article here with the academics and stuff like that. Even there, I'm surprised you didn't check out the colleges. Some of the colleges have a nice thing. Anyhow, anyhow, but these uh, kind of strange people. It's uh, a lot of people thought they were Catholic for a while, and they kind of like hid underneath the the guise of Catholicism, but uh, no, they weren't. Uh, they didn't worship old uh, Holy Trinity. That wasn't a thing. They worshiped that right there. She kind of points at your, points at your phone. That right there, if you believe uh, the history, and that right there is Lilith. No, Lilith is. No, she is. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, uh, yeah, different stories on who she might be. Uh, that was the central deified figure. Lilith, yeah. Some uh, thought she, uh, you know, first wife of Adam, Mesopotamian and Judaic mythology, but most, uh, 
most rabbinic authorities don't really uh, approve of her existence. They say she didn't really exist, whatever. That sort of thing. Anyhow, definitely culty. This and that. Uh, plenty of news stories here and there. And some, some of them were, you know, sensationalized and such. But this dark ritual, that dark magic, horrible sacrifice, that sort of thing. Every, every this and that and all that, you know. Uh, so, there's some folks. I had a friend uh, used to... Used to work over at NYU, professor of anthropology. He's a sweet man. Absolutely mm -hmm. sweet man. He was sweet on me for decades. Uh, not really my type. Anyhow, he had a theory uh, that uh, that they were uh, looking to produce the, the Messiah. That was kind of, at least that's what he thought. The church and this or that or whatever. But there's no real evidence of it. And he just kind of talked a bit here and there. And he had to be careful because if he talked too much, then... Folks in his department were going to look at him all sorts of slant, you know, you know, side eye and whatnot. No. Anyhow. Did that have anything to do with, like, child abductions? Oh, well, you know, if you believe some of the stories, yeah, some of those uh, horrible things, the worst ones, yeah, there are kids involved, sure. There was, um, oh, geez, uh, oh, I can't really remember. Back in the 60s, uh, I got in a bit of a relationship, you might say, with a policeman. Uh, who uh, told me a few tales. Told me a few beautiful tales. What a beautiful man he was. Oh, he had such a strong jaw. Just the strongest you've ever seen. Anyhow. He was more your type than the professor? Oh, yes, he was. Man of action, you know. Yeah. We love a rugged man. Oh, God. Oh, clean shaven. So smooth. Mm -mm. Oh, goodness. I mean, uh, anyhow. One in New York. The NYU professor. He's one of those long-bearded types, you know. Yeah. Smart, good for conversation, and eh, not much of a lover. Anyhow, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, he told me all these sorts of stories. They got these legends, apparently. If you got any friends in the, in the force, it eh, might be a little late now. But back then, a bit of a legend. Oh. Sometime after his death, after Sidem died, the uh, police went to his place. Over in Park Place. Uh, I think it was over in Park Place. It might have been that. They found all sorts of tunnels. Tunnels, passages, canals, kind of connecting this way and that over the East River. Some of them, some of the detectives kind of got trapped down there. Yeah, yeah, they got trapped down there, you know, and that's when the houses started collapsing and such. And apparently, the rumor has it what my sweet boy said was that uh, they found dozens of dead folk and everything. Real culty stuff. Some of them were kids and everything. It's terrible, tragic. You know, he's not one to lie, but then again, he might embellish a little bit. He was sweet on me. He's sweet. It didn't work out, but that's fine. Anyhow, um, the Garretsons, they had tons of money, so they squashed it all. They squashed it all. That's why you can't find anything. Wow. But so, word of mouth here, there, you got to look in the right books and such. Uh, but my boy, he uh, yeah, some of the, they had a, they had a whole little group of evidence that they were getting rid of back in the 60s. Evidence that they just kind of were tossing out here and there. And uh, this lady here was able to get her hands on a few things. That Sidem fella. Now, I don't approve of anything he did. But boy, he's got a collection. Oh, goodness. He had a collection. Oh, man, of books. Oh, really? this and that. Oh, he was obsessed with it. Oh, which is this? Which is that? Spells, rituals, all manner of things. Mesopotamia, Byzantium, whatever. Oh, all those things. Amazing. I still got a few. Uh, I'm, I was able to sell quite a few back in the day. Back in the day. 
<laughs> very expensive pieces. Very expensive. I still got a few. Still got a few. If you uh, but those uh, <laughs> those, I have to insist, they require a bit of money. Yeah, oh, uh, we can pay. Or could we pay to just view today? <laughs> this is not a library, sweetheart. It's just a bookshop. You can purchase them, and I'd be more than happy to sell them to you. Uh, for How much are we talking? Pro- well, I've had these properly appraised, and they are not an inconsiderable amount of money. Y- so yes, all- I'm waiting for a number. So Maggie's uh, almost a little offended that this woman like thinks that we like don't have the money to buy this stuff. I mean, until we Lisa, hear what the numbers are. Lisa looks young, so I can understand mm-hmm. why she yeah. presumes Maggie Lisa. prides herself on always looking uh, overdressed and well put together. So she is unreasonably <laughs> a little uh, like, yeah, just well. give us a number. The cheapest one is a few thousand dollars and then kind of goes up from there. Can we, I'll buy one. Can we look at them and see which one will be purchased? <laughs> are you, uh, are you girls, uh, do you, uh, I don't mean to sound indelicate here, but do you think these are the types of texts that you can really digest? They're very, uh, mm, arcane, difficult. Sometimes they're not even in English. It's a few of them. Uh, she kind of starts going through her list of the dog. Okay, yeah, we've got the secret mysteries of Asia commentary on Gore and the Grawl. That one uh, that was definitely not uh, not cheap. Uh, let's see, like, yeah, let's see, like, yeah. nameless cults. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, that's a uh, funny story about that one. There's actually a different version. It's the bastardized version. I have never got my hands on the actual one, but that one is quite expensive. It's also in German, and I'm not much for German. Very ugly language. Uh, anyhow, yeah, I got a few others as well. I got uh, see uh, <laughs> Compendium Maleficarum. Sure, sure, sure. I got a couple couples of those. Sure. And, uh, and Maggie will just sort of nudge Lisa. Um, knowing absolutely nothing, that last one sounds like one that might be useful. So she's sort of like nudging her, like the compendium one, maybe. Maybe. Um, you said you had, or so are these all the books from the Garretson's personal collection as well, or? Oh, well, they're not all the books. There's some. I uh, see what happened. Garretson's they inherited all of Sidem's properties and uh-huh. possessions and such once the uh, once the man kicked off, uh, and uh, they sold some of it off. Some of it got taken into taking it into evidence lock up and it just kind of stayed there for a really long time and then uh, you, you make some connections here and there yeah, you know you're a smart businesswoman yeah of course of course thank you oh flattery flattery will get you um well nowhere really to be honest but that's why the truth the truth sure 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 absolutely, absolutely. So, so all three of these books were in his they were. There were others. Uh, yeah, I've I've sold much of those possessions over the course of uh, the last few decades. It's been fifty years since he purchased. This was one of my first purchases, to be honest. Since uh, well, it was just getting started, just getting started in the book business. Oh, that was early sixties, right? You said. Oh yeah, yeah. It's nineteen. No, oh, what was it? Nineteen uh, sixty-one. 
Maggie's <laughs> connecting that to the original uh, Operation Blister date. All right. Um, so if I were to look through those three, which of the three seem like they might be readable or useful? Because <laughs> there's, uh, okay. there's one that has to do with like um, secret somethings of Asia. There is uh, Secret Mysteries of Asia with a commentary on the Gorn Graal. Uh, that is, uh, she'll explain to you, is a Americanized English version of a, of a German text. There's actually two that are like that. Uh, so there are two texts. Um, one of them, so she'll explain that one of them was written by Gottfried Mulder uh, in 1847. Um, and the other one was, uh, written by Friedrich Wilhelm von Junz, which name also pops up in the other one as well. So that name kind of pops up in both. Uh, and that was like 1839, but the version that she has was published in 1909. Uh, and it's some sort of travel log. The other one has to do with this, um, yeah, with like kind of travels across Asia, um, various Asian, Asian folklore, stuff like that, myths. Uh, the Compendium Maleficarium uh, is Latin. So those other two were, were written in, in, in basically English, Americanized um, translations. The other one uh, is in Latin. Uh, it's written by a Francesco uh, Maria Guazzo. So Luca's family, probably. Uh, in 1608, um, it is not in English. And that one that she says, because she kind of quotes some Latin to you and such. Uh, so she says, uh, it's composed uh, by a friar of uh, the brethren of St. Ambrose Adnimus and St. Barnabas, who are judges advisors during witch trials. All has to do with witchcraft. All manner of this and that. Witches, sabbats, corpses, demons, that sort of thing. Necromancy, ghosts, uh, very exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. Maggie will kind of look at Lisa, the Latin one. Riches and things might be useful. Could be. It just depends on the price. So the so it depends what you want. Uh, so essentially, mechanically, uh, these would fall. I'll give you an opportunity to negotiate down. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you were to buy some of these, you're looking at literally thousands of dollars for some of these books. Yeah. So which is a major expense. You could potentially talk her down to an unusual expense. It'll be more like one to five K as opposed to six to 30. And then if you're spending your money like we were doing with Luca last time when he was trying to get that. So it would kind of come off. You kind of make a certain role and it potentially come off some stuff. So, um, so it's kind of up to you guys. Yeah, I think uh, Maggie would try to haggle a bit. She does, and I, I, it's been a little bit since I looked at this, but she's got a decent amount of things that she can kind of spend through her job that doesn't necessarily get questioned. So, okay. Uh, so basically, um, if you're spending your own money, uh, a unusual, a major, so a major expense, uh, you have to take on heavy debt. It's an in times five or an accounting role. 
Uh, success reduces each of your non-delta green bonds by one. And if you fail, you reduce one non-delta green bond of my choice by 1d4 and the others by one. Uh, if anybody is wealthy, they get a plus 20 on this test. Uh, an unusual, which you could potentially haggle her down to, uh, it is automatic stress of one to um, to non uh, stress of one to non delta green bond. However, if you have a wealthy occupation, you can potentially make an in times five or an accounting roll to have the money in, sort of like avoid avoid bond damage. So, okay, that's kind of where we're at. Okay, just by and the so, PDFs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming haggling would be like a persuade kind of a thing. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, walk me, walk me through what Maggie says. Uh, is Lisa any good at, uh, persuasion? Cause Maggie's only just, so good at persuasion. I'm just 10 more better than you. Okay. But I um, think Lisa's broke. So Lisa would definitely like step back <laughs> and okay. to you. Um, so I think I'm probably going to go in the direction that she, it sounds like this pickup has been lucrative for you over the years. You've, you know, been able to sell off some of these things. Sure. And, I, I forgot I even had these three. No one's mentioned that name in decades. And it's been, sorry, I'm trying to do quick, 40 years since she got these? 50. F 50? Okay, yeah. So, like. Literally 50, yeah. 1961, 2011. It's been 50 years since you got them, and these are still uh, hanging out. So I understand on one hand that makes it uh, worth more, but it's only worth what someone will pay for it. And it's been sitting around for 50 years. So maybe a little discount for uh, shelf life, maybe? I, I understand your approach here, sweetheart. That's a very astute observation. But as you said, it's worth as much someone as someone will pay for it. And you all came in here, I presume, because you, who knows, are doing some sort of project, looking into this or that or whatever. You don't look like the type of people who would think that spells can be cast or anything like that. However, you too, you have the look of people who kind of need this. So, I'm not so sure that a discount necessarily applies. Go ahead, Maggie, give a roll. Uh, for sweet right. test. Yeah, I'm going to take one so that it's a 50-50, but it's still a 50-50, so uh, <laughs> it's an 82. <laughs> Worn about as well okay. as I argued it. <laughs> Crap. All right. She just kind of looks, I'm sorry, sweetheart. If word gets around on your blog or otherwise that I start giving out discounts to folk, what that'll do is it'll lower... Uh, I had these appraised for a certain cost. If I start selling underneath the appraised value, that throws the whole system uh, into whack. I'm very sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, fine, fine. And so she'll pull out okay. her. Okay. Uh, so roll either an in times five or an accounting roll. Oh, definitely in times five. Sure. Give it a go. And, and Maggie is not. You don't consider Maggie wealthy, right? Um, I don't know. Like, okay, that has a different thing in my in mind. She's... Seriously, seriously, in times five is eighty-five. Okay, ninety-two. 
Okay, awesome. I feel uh, you. I feel you. Go ahead. <laughs> Mark those failures down on your sheet. <laughs> or oh, yes, thank you. That doesn't matter. No, it's in times five. It doesn't. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, but the let's the, the uh, persuasion roll, mark that one. <laughs> oh, yes, persuasion. Yes, thank you. Okay. Thank you. So you've got Chelsea, your sorority sister. You've got Morgan, your daughter. And you've got Babs, your stepmother. Those are your bonds. Uh, reduce. So you're going to... Hmm. Okay. So yeah. Well, so oh no, don't worry. You don't get to choose. Oh, this oh is, that's right. This You're picking for me. Uh, I'm well. I'm rolling. Uh, reduce your daughter by three, and essentially whatever money that you are using on this was likely going to go to something for her that you've been promising her, and you're instead spending yeah. on this. Reduce yeah. Chelsea and Babs by one. Yeah. Well, I mean Chelsea. Definitely after this weekend, it's going to go You're going to delete her from anyway, the character but... sheet, to be honest. Okay. All um, right. Okay. Could, could we also perhaps, um, what are, where, where are the books that you were able to sell prior to this? I was just interested in the titles. Oh, sweetheart. Those were sold many years ago. Let me see if I've got something here. And she kind of goes through and kind of looks here and there. Um, let's see what she's got for you. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Discourse des sorceries. It's French. I'm not really, I don't really like French either. It's even even uglier than German. Anyhow, uh, it's by, uh, by some Frenchmen as such. Very, very old. Very, very old. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. A study in comparative religion, golden, the golden bow. It's a uh, very nice, very nice. Not in print anymore, in English and such. Um, oh dear, oh dear. The wonders of the invisible world. Cotton Mather, another one of them. Which, which books, etc. Here and there. Uh, oh, French. Uh, I can read it, but I just really don't like to speak it. If you understand what I'm saying. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, a couple more of those. A lot of French books. From what I understand, he spent a great deal of his life before coming over to uh, to America, uh, collecting these throughout Europe. So it's very fascinating. Uh, I can give you a list if you like. I suppose. Oh, missing legends. Oh, very. He's very interested in Babylonia, Syria. Wonderful stuff. And uh, but there you go. Excellent. Thank you. Well, thank you for uh, doing business with us here today. And um, <laughs> if, if she's showing us these books, do any of the books that she's showing us have similar symbols to in the picture and on the the cutout thing from the wall? Yeah, if you ask about that, oh no, 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 I'm sorry, no, no, nothing like that. Uh, you know, there are all sorts of theories and such here and there. I've heard folks say. Uh, the moon, the sun, that sort of thing. Maybe this or that. Uh, I did hear a theory, and it's wild. It's crazy, of course. It's probably not even true, to be honest. And she's doing this as she's kind of writing up an actual, like, handwritten invoice mm-hmm. receipt, etc. I had a rumor from my boy at New York, my, my professor friend. May he rest in peace. Uh, that apparently the, um, the Sidons and... Uh, this little culty visitation group that they uh, were involved in some very fascinating things. Things like uh, trans-dimensional travel, gateways, that sort of thing. 
trying to cross time, space, dimensions, etc., etc. Whatever that's supposed to mean. Rumors then. Oh yeah, go ahead. I'm just so fascinated. Your hot cop friend, um, oh. or partner. Yes. He's so so he said those tunnels. Such strong hands. Oh, I love some strong hands. Like a cop uh, into his hands. Yeah. Man who who worked. You know? And Lisa like shakes her head out of it, and then <laughs> any um. <laughs> Where could he, did he ever say like where they found like the entrance to these? Oh, sure, sure. But like I said, they, uh, they raided Park Place where he was, uh, as apparently mm -hmm. his, uh, his, um, that was his main domicile and such. But no, apparently there were this, there everywhere and such. Uh, okay. I had, I had a story just uh, not too long ago, uh. Apparently, someone broke into his into where he's interned, and in that cemetery—I can never remember this name—green something or other. I'm Queens. I'm not Brooklyn. I don't know everything about those neighborhoods. That's fair. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm taking notes here. So, the cemetery where Sidem is buried was recently broken into. Well, I don't know how recent it was. Uh, Two years ago, a year ago. I just remember. The only reason I remember is the last time I, I heard a rumor about it here or there. You know, we've got these little, uh, we got these little circles. I got a computer in the back. Thank you very much. We use message boards and things. You have to do this sort sure, of thing. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's the only real way to, you know, maintain it in the 21st century. And you said that was green something? Yeah, I forget the name. It's a big old cemetery, Green Briar, Green Brook, something or other. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not information. Okay. Now you're gonna speak about my shop on your on your blog, right? She kind of oh, slides yeah. the book over. She kind of wraps it up very nicely. She puts a card on top. You see a little inkwell. It's got written. There's a little symbol of an inkwell. It's got her name, Lavana Hearn. She's like, you're going to mention, you're going to draw, so it's a business my way. That sort of thing. Of course, of course. Honestly, this is the coolest bookstore I think I've ever been in. Oh, sweetheart. That's so very kind of you. You should have said that before we uh, we, we finalized the transaction. <laughs> That's what Maggie needed to say. <laughs> Butter her up a little bit more. But um, thank you so much for your time. Um, we might be back. Um, honestly, I you have some of the coolest stories I've ever heard. I love the vibe of this place. Um, and thank you, very kind of you. The greatest books ever. Uh, this you've honestly the highlight of my trip to New York. You know, you didn't really sound native. I figured you're probably out of town. Uh, that explains yeah. a few things. Well, you should come back sometime. I would be more than happy to tell you some wonderful historical details about this, uh, well, honestly, the greatest city on Earth. Let's just be honest. Let's just say it exactly how it is. Yeah. Um, is there, like, a, a message board that you allow customers to keep in contact with you through? Or is it just strictly for other book owners? That card, that card right there, you can see it as my, my name. The Inkwell... 61 at hotmail.com. Jack mm -hmm. can get in touch with me. 
and his phone number right there. Okay. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Well, thank you, sweethearts. So, so you guys leave, fade out from there. She doesn't sell crystals or anything, so Lisa's dragging Maggie onto an errand to some nearby crystal (laughs) shop because (laughs) she needs to grab something because Millie will actually be actually upset if she doesn't bring her something. Sure. Uh, You feel it'll be far cheaper than that book was. Good night. (laughs) Yeah, I could not have afforded any of that. (laughs) Thank you. We will cut back at this point uh, to uh, to Luca, who has been spending much of the morning on his phone, uh, trying to get in touch with uh, with folks. Um, now, in Foundry, you have a list of all the people, so I'll draw your attention back to it, Luca. If you uh, want to take a look under the Bloomfeld Associates construction, so so far, you guys have. Had Edward Bloomfeld chase Maggie and get hit by a car. Uh, so he's um, he's kind of off the books right now. Uh, you briefly spoke with Maxwell Christensen at the site uh, uh, several several sessions ago, Luca. Uh, you also spoke with Eugene Fallow or Fallow uh, or Gene Fallow. Um, Declan, Maggie, Luca all encountered him. Maggie, that's the one that Maggie uh, tried to assault. Um, Luca, you also spoke with, uh, Tomas Cardoso Gomez and his dear, uh, his dear mother. Um, and I think that is it. So those are the ones that you have contacted thus far. Uh, so is there a person that you are specifically looking to try to get in touch with? This is the first person that's able to answer. So I'll just go down the list, pretty much cold call them all, introduce myself. Okay. This agent Inferno. Doing okay. an investigation. God damn it. Agent Alexa. They're going to just hang up. They're going to just hang up with that name. <laughs> uh, okay. Roll. We're going to do luck tests to see which one of these ends up being the one who answers the phone. Roll a luck test for Margaret Dinatello. As we'll say, you've already spoken with Bloomfeld and Christensen. Ooh, 88. Could fail. Okay. Oh, damn. <laughs> Goes right to voicemail. Roll again. Give us another one. 22. Crit success. Okay. Yay. Uh, phone answers. Uh, you get Arturo Dominguez. Uh, and you hear, yeah. uh, hello? Someone there? Hi, this is Agent Inferno. Uh, Investigating. I, I don't, uh, like a, like a real estate agent. No, I work with the FBI and I'm doing an investigation on construction site of the mansion. Uh, does this have to do with what happened with, uh, with Eddie and Gene and those crazy folk. No, no, none of that. That's a bit different. It's okay. They, we already got the, the Xenoff. They sprung for some rent-a-cops and such. So we got uh, get 24-hour security now. So I'm following up my own investigations here. Just what you've heard about the place. You were working Agent there, right? Inferno. That's an interesting name. Oh, thanks. I get that a lot. Uh well, uh, sure, if I could, uh, I guess if I could, I, yeah, what, what can I help you with? Uh, I'm on break right now, and you hear him go, you could Yeah, tell whatever time you can offer me. Uh, uh, you've got until this bud is out. What kind of work do you do for this construction company here? Uh, tape and drywall. So, have you heard of anything, seen anything 
other than from the incidents that's been happening. You know what he mean, huh? Get a specifically more in the rooms. If anything weird. Ah, uh, anything weird. Roll, uh, Luca. Roll like a persuasion. You could take like plus twenty. Um, you you've actually mentioned FBI, even though you're not really showing a badge, so it's not. I can know. give him a code. I'll give him Inferno, but the vowels are numbers. Agent Inferno. I'm never. I'm never not gonna <laughs> laugh whenever you mention your agent's name. <laughs> oh god. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and just give it like a persuasion. Uh, plus roll. 20, 70, 79 is a failure, actually. Okay. Uh we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sort of roll forward with this. Uh we're like gonna fail forward. Uh and he's like, <clears throat> You want you want, a, want me to tell you something about what now? What is it? Um uh, about the rooms. It's about that time, those kids that came and they were rearranging all our stuff and everything. Is that what it is? If you think it's weird, can you tell me more about it? Uh, yeah, I was in the porta. I was in the John porta potty. You know, I was doing business. You know how it is. Anyhow, uh, I come back out. I wasn't gone for that long; just a few minutes. And I go back into the room I was in, and all eh, everything in the room got rearranged. You know, it's kind of freaky. You know, it freaked me out for a little bit. I don't really like to think about it too much because it was like it was just a couple minutes and this and that or whatever. But anyhow. But that freaking Unit 35, I'll tell you, I hate that place. Just gives me the heebie-jeebies, you know? I don't like it at all. Unit 35, if your coworker said anything about it. Uh, listen, man, I gotta, I gotta get going. I got, I got folks. Uh, it, things are kind of weird here without Eddie. Uh, it's kind of, uh, no one's it. No, not that, not you, you fucking. Uh, this idiot, this freaking idiot's got the wrong. So listen, I gotta go. Uh, Inferno was it? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I, I, when I get more time, I'll call. I'll call your your office. Okay. All right. Thanks for your time. And so he just kind of hangs up at that point. You try another? Do you keep kind of just going down the list? Yeah, I'm just going down the list pretty much. All right. Give another. Give me another luck test. <laughs> Pleasantries to all. <laughs> <laughs> I failed this time. Oh my god! Tried to call Charlotte Lottie Dunbar. No answer. Straight to voicemail. Skip over Gene since you've spoken to yeah. Gene before. Uh, but you can try to call Mark Garrity this time. Mark Garrity is the one who actually spent time in prison. He spent time in the Otisville Correctional Facility on manslaughter charges. This is all information that you have in the files. So go ahead and roll a luck test to see if he'll call. It. He'll answer the phone. Uh, Forty-five this time. Uh, yeah, you hear you hear a voice. Uh, hello, can I help you? This hey, is, this uh, is, you've got you've got Garrity. This is Alexi Inferno, with the FBI. Mind if I have a few words? Uh, I, I'm I'm clean, sir. I haven't done anything. I've I, you know, oh no, I'm not accusing you of anything. Like I'm just investigating the construction site that you work for. You're you're investigating the site. Does this have to do with Gene getting attacked and Edward getting hit, Eddie getting hit by a truck and everything and all the sabotage this weekend? No, no, I, I moved past that. I'm more interested in the rooms and the weird, if anything weird's happening there. What do you mean weird? I've had reports of movements, voices. I'm trying to see if this links up to other crimes around the area. Uh, 
probably did you talk to to Eddie? I mean, I, well, actually, I guess he's in the, in the hospital now, isn't he? Oh, spoken with a few of your coworkers, and they broke his leg in like six places. They said he might uh, he's going to be have a limp for the rest of his life. That's terrible to hear. Yeah, Gene didn't even come in today. He was uh, he called in said he was scared out of his mind. Some crazy lady tried to attack him. Anyhow, you're talking about weird. I mean, there's lots of weird things. I mean, the weird things happen all the time. Um, you know, I uh, voices every now and then. You know, and you're not going to report this to like this isn't going to go in like a file for me or anything. Anyway, no, this is all confidential, strictly under this investigation. Um, okay, well, Asian infer. Wait, seriously? Inferno? Is that like a code name or something? No, it's my actual name. I can give you the credentials. All right. Well, anyhow, sometimes I I come to the site early to get started. You know, um, I like to kind of be by myself a bit. I don't really like to be around others and everything. Anyhow, sometimes I hear a couple times I've heard voices, you know, and um, kids' voices playing. I look around, don't find anything, and this is not like there's a playground nearby and nothing like that. No one on the street. Never really found them anywhere. And, and music. Oh. Like, um, you were you a religious man, Agent Inferno? Uh, no, it can explain more of the music. It's like, um, like organs, you know, like big old, like when you go in those big old churches and such, you know, you get the, the pipe organs and things, the kind of do, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Heard that every now and then too. But, uh, I don't know. I didn't really ask anybody around, but I talked to Doobie and out back. He didn't really know about it either. He's, a couple of them heard it. Got a, We got a few folks, you know, freakins and such kind of hanging around here and then. And anyhow, uh, but yeah, I mean, that was weird. And then we're plat so, found. You know, that was weird too. This is a one time thing, or does this happen on occasion? It's a couple times in the morning. You know, more than once, less than 20. Anyhow, then the other thing is uh, plat. He kind of got obsessed with this. Uh, thing he found in the Wayne's Cotton in unit 35. Had all sorts of like these uh, carvings or something in it. And I don't know. He was like measuring it and sketching it, talking about this and that. The math of it all was just sort of, I don't really understand it. He's uh, he's a weird guy anyway, but I don't know. So but it's not even here your... now. Someone sabotaged the place. They knocked the front door down and they uh, ripped the walls up. Unit 35 got torn apart. Someone stole the little panel thing that we had in there, too. Platt's all upset. He wanted to look at it some more, but it is what it is, I suppose. You know? Hmm. Well, you've given me a lot to think about here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to help. I'm happy to help doing my service as a New York citizen. Well, if there's anything else, I'll give you a call. Okay. Thank you, uh, Mr. Inferno. <laughs> you can tell he probably doesn't believe that's a name. Okay. You're going to keep going? 
Can I jump in real quick with a question? Just to clarify something that might okay. be relevant to questions for the mansion. So okay. when when we were in the in the bookstore and she was talking about um there was a house that had a bunch of tunnels around like underneath it. Yeah. And she said that was Park Place. That's correct. So is the Park Place home of Sidem different from the Sidem Garrison mansion or are they the same location? You have nothing in your notes that suggest that this site, the S. Garrison mansion has ever been referred to uh, as Park Place. Um, Park okay. Place is also a neighborhood. Uh, it wouldn't take too much digging for you to... So let me double check. I mean, make sure I'm telling you the right thing. Okay. Because um, otherwise I'll make sure that Maggie would have texted Luca and say, hey, if you're talking to people, make sure to ask him like, if you've yeah. seen any. Like yeah. there's, there's nothing in the file about about Park Place or about the Garrettson Mansion. And when you see, you you have like the change of ownership docs over the course of the last almost 100 years and none of them mention Park Place as a, like they never refer to the mansion of the construction site as Park Place. Okay, thank you. I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to keep going with your calls there, Luca? If anyone has questions or ideas that could use... Okay. So we can say that you and I mean Declan, are you there with him? And are you are you guys like staying just like kind of s sitting in the motel? Or are you like keeping an eye on Declan while you're doing this? Or is Declan out and doing something? What's what's going on with you two? Uh, Declan would not really leave the motel much. Uh, it's okay. up to Luca where he's calling. Uh, it's okay if he overhears this. Yeah, I would say if you guys are in the same motel together, you would kind of hear half the conversations. What would Declan be doing with his time while while Luca is on a little table, kind of going through the file, got the file splayed open, got his phone out, going through the numbers here and there? This would probably be the least useful Declan's ever been in this case. Like before he was very gung-ho and he wanted to pursue it. He was very interested in solving the mystery. Okay. Um, Today he would just... He'd probably try to go to a pharmacy after like borrowing Lucas coat or something to cover the injuries and grab like a first aid kit. And then he would just try to like treat himself and just recover. He'd probably end up face down on the bed trying to sleep more. Okay. So you go out to the pharmacy to get some, to get some, uh, some painkillers yeah. and such. Okay. All right. So while we'll say there's a gap while Declan's out at a nearby, you know, Walgreens or something. Uh, Luca, do you continue with the phone calls while Declan's gone or do you wait from the return? I'll continue. If you're looking for other questions, like the one thing that could be interesting and I don't know if it means anything, but there seems to be a decent number of people that have, uh, like a, like a rap sheet or, or something. So I'm almost curious if these are people who like always work with this company or if they kind of got put together to work in this job. Um, that they all kind of that all, so many of them seem to have kind of like histories with them or kind of assault charges or different things. Like if there's just curious, like if they've worked for the company for a while or if they've kind of like new or hired for this particular job or not. Um, I don't know if that's relevant to anything, but we do have kind of some histories with that or kind of some information that we gathered. Also, you could maybe potentially ask, like, because we knew that there was the potential, like, we were thinking the sewers might be connected. So if you call, you can ask them if they have discovered any tunnels that maybe people are getting into the building through. 
uh, if they have boarded them up and where would those possibly be, um, etc. Okay, I can dig more on that. Okay, next name on the list is Elisa Martinez. If you want to give a, a luck test to see if she actually answers your phone phone call. 73 fail. Straight the voicemail. Next up is a man by the name of Peter Platt. 51. You definitely want to talk to him because he's the one that had the... Straight 50. He's the one that uh, found Straight 50 is good. 15 under is good. Uh, phone answers. You hear a voice. This better not be a fucking telemarketer. Oh, no, it's more than that. It's Agent Inferno with the FBI. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Danny, is that you? What the fuck is this? Agent Inferno with the FBI. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. I need a day. It's been a weird day at work. Oh, God. Where are you calling from? I don't recognize his number. Uh, I'm actually in New York. But talking to your coworkers. Recognize Mark... Danny, it's okay, man. I get it. The joke. Taha, it's a funny joke. What do you want? I'm not sure who Danny is. It's a friend of yours. Wait a second. Is not Danny? Uh, no. I'm with the FBI investigating. You're with the FBI and you're investigating. Aren't you guys supposed to, like, uh, like, in, like, question people face to face and such? Like, kind of read their expressions, body language? Like if you'd like to be face to face, we can arrange that. But simple phone Is that call. A threat? Advice. You threatening me? I have nothing. Not. You got nothing on me. Of course, I have nothing on you. I only know your name and where you work. <laughs> that sounds like a threat. You know my name. You know where I work and everything. You know where I live. I'm assuming everything like that too. I'm not accusing you or threatening you of anything. Yeah, I don't know, man. It sounds like a threat. I think you're threatening me. No. <laughs> <laughs> So you're an FBI agent named Agent Inferno. Is that weird to you? What's your first name? Fiery? It's Alexi. Alexi Inferno. That sounds made up, man. That sounds made up. I'm sorry. That's just no. That's just, that sounds made up. Are all got like a badge number or something or a supervisor? I can kind of, you know, check this yeah. way to something. That's number 1NF3. RN0. Roll a, roll a persuasion test. Uh, or you could do like a human as well. Inferno. Luck is 29. Hey, oh my God. No, 92. It's not. Dang it. <laughs> okay. So you failed? Yeah, it's a fail. <laughs> Yeah, okay, buddy. Sure, sure you are. Listen, man, this has been a fun. You selling something? What's the pitch? What do you want? What, what do you want to sell me? I'll tell you what. You've done such an entertaining job, and I got like five minutes before I get back. If you got a pitch, go ahead and pitch. But I, I I'm not. I don't got a lot of money. If you're looking for me to buy something, the freaking agent inferno ah, of the like FBI. <laughs> Don't really believe me, so I'll get right to the points. I'll ask about this painting, this wood plank you've seen. Just like a long silence. What? What do you mean? Wait, what? You know about? You know about the panel? Could you tell me more about it? 
I mean, all right. Um, did Devin tell you about it? Who's Devin? Uh, guy at the site. We found it together. Uh, anyhow, um, well, he found it. He'll say he found it. It's more like we found it. We were in the unit together, but nah, it's just a uh, kind of interesting thing. You know, it's uh, you don't really find those types of things. Super precise. Lots of strange cuts. I don't know. It's um, it was really strange. You know, you, you work on these renovations. Sometimes you find some some weird things, you know, but the precision, you know, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of curious. That's all. I just thought it was interesting. How did you come upon it? Uh, Devin found it. We were working in unit 35. What do you want? We found it. We were kind of going through, you know, Wayne's cotton supposed to stay, rip down some of the other things and everything. We we're kind of doing the measurements and such. And yeah, we found it. What do you want? You I apparently know about, about it. it. I, what do you want me to tell you if, about it? It's a freaking panel that was supposed to... It was in Wayne's cut, and it's got, cut, it's got interesting cuts. I thought it was... I'm a freaking carpenter, and I saw something old, and I was like, all right, all right, it's very interesting. Why has got to be anything more than that? Did you look into it, or did you do anything with it? I, I took some measurements. You know, I took some measurements. So I did. Drawings and such. Whatever. And what did those measurements tell you? That just, it was really precise. I, mean, I, I don't know what he's talking about, man. It's, just a, it's, a, it's a panel with some cuts in it. I thought it was really interesting. It was pretty impressive. It's like 100 plus years old. I think this place was built in like 1860 or something. It's like 150 years old, and these cuts are like super precise. I mean, they didn't have like uh, laser cutting precision like we do now. That's all. That's it was impressive. Okay, it's just you sound passionate about it. I just want to hear it. You sound passionate about it. I got some random guy calling me up, claiming to be part of the FBI, saying he's Agent Freaking Inferno, and you hear a voice. Hey, uh, yeah, someone named Agent Inferno called me. Yeah, someone called me too. You hear like the voices kind of popping around, like yeah. What the hell is this, man? I told you, I was just investigating what this construction site. Okay. Are you investigating the fact that we've had break-ins and people have been fucking with our equipment? Are you investigating the fact that this weekend someone ripped through Unit 35 and broke down the front freaking door and apparently tried some crazy lady tried to attack Gene and some crazy lady apparently is what Eddie was chasing and got hit by a car. Is that what you were investigating? Or are you calling and you're busting my fucking balls about something I just happened to admire because I'm a carpenter? Well, the latter. Oh, the ladder. There ain't no ladders here, buddy. Ain't no ladders, okay? It's the <laughs> Wayne's Cotton's on the ground. Listen, man, it was... It, listen, let me put you at ease about the mystery of the carpentry in Unit 35, okay? It was probably just some fold-out table or a desk or something. I just thought it was an interesting pattern. That's all. 
Really interesting cuts, different depths, didn't really make a whole lot of sense, didn't seem too random. I don't know if it was just some some strange kind of art movement from like the 19th century or something. I don't know. I'm not art history major. I don't fucking know. I just thought it was interesting. Jeez, man. Heaven forbid. I saw a tiny bit of professional interest and I got a fucking FBI agent calling me on a fucking Monday morning. Man, this fucking week is going to be one thing or another. Freaking city is freaking out because it's freaking 9-11 part two because some crazy son of a bitch is killing people in a fucking hotel down the street. And I got you calling and asking me about a fucking piece of wainscoting. Why don't you get off your ass, Agent fucking Inferno, and go looking for the killer that's running around the damn city. It's quite the story you've given me. <laughs> is there any way I could... Uh, is there like a skill or something that I can see if he's trying to hide anything? Yeah, yeah, it's human. Roll a human. Okay. <laughs> now calm down. There's no reason to get all worked up over this. Success 36. <laughs> yeah, he, you don't get the sense that he's trying to hide anything from you. You get the sense that he's generally fucking annoyed at you and confused why there is a man claiming to be an FBI agent asking him about a piece of wood that he found at a unit when there was, like, sabotage in the place, equipment's been kind of rearranged and messed around with, and there's a killer running loose or something like that, and you're asking him about carpentry trim, and he's just very apoplectic about it. All right, that's perfectly fine. Then my last question to him would be, if he has any concerns, kind of car do you drive? <laughs> you actually have any know other him. concerns that he just besides what he just okay. babbled. Okay, babbled. How dare you? How dare you? That was like in what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you were kind of uh, rambling there, didn't it make sense? Like, what was going on? Are you kidding, dude? I was fucking <laughs> channeling my cousins. Are you kidding? I was just like, oh, totally. God. it was great. That it was, was great. my fucking like... cousin Justin. Oh, I was right there. Like, Lost <laughs> huh. my balls. Uh, anything else? It's like anything else. Anything else? From my, uh, I don't know. Fucking Gomez is stealing. I don't know what it might be. And uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, check out Gomez. He's stealing shit. Yeah, you fucking heard me. I said it. You goddamn stealing stuff. Yeah, you are. As he's shouting to somebody else in the background. All right. So will you enjoy the rest of your day? Oh, well, thank you very much, Agent Inferno. Go fuck your mother. And he closes his hand <laughs> into the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Is Declan back from his oh, walk to the God. store just to hear? Like, he's not the only one getting yelled at on the phone today. Well, let's cut to Declan. As Declan, you go to the go to the, go to the nearby pharmacy, a couple blocks away. You're inside. You can see newspapers. Some of them have or are able to kind of get a reprint out, and there's like what looks like photos of your hotel, various other things here and there. Not all of them have gotten it because a lot of this happened. And But you can see most of the big ones, the really good ones. You can see newspapers on the stands as you walk inside. Newspapers uh, all along the inside by registers and things like that. 
all of them one way or the other referencing the terror that was going on uh, within the city last night. Um, you can hear the radio, uh, like the in-store radio kind of cut from one track to another and in between like a, like a news story will interrupt and it'll kind of go through like the, the news at the bottom of the hour type of thing. And they'll mention this, mention this again, handful of folks every now and then that you see on the street kind of eye and everyone's kind of, kind of suspicious. Uh, what's your alertness? Uh, 26. Okay. It's really high. Roll an alertness. You can take plus 20 on it. Uh, as you're just walking from your motel to this pharmacy. That was a 67 with the plus 20. I needed a 46. Okay. No. You, you walk up, you're, you're like at the, we'll say at the West end of the, of the pharmacy. You're kind of going through this, uh, this run of, of trying to find whatever your preferred brand of painkiller is or gauze or whatever it might be. There's a little window up above and you can see out in the street, there is a tinted windowed car. Uh, you can see there's a, it's a slight window kind of rolled down and there seems to be a camera lens sticking out of it. I pull up my turtleneck a little bit more and uh, just try to look away from it. Okay. Did you Go remember ahead. to take your wig that Lisa bought you? <laughs> I'm not wearing a wig. He's not wearing the wig. It's not that good a wig anyway. Like you got some <laughs> cheapy wig. Like, yeah, <laughs> you can get like a fitted wig, you know. Spirit Halloween. <laughs> no, exactly. Fact, like exactly. a 70s afro. Yeah. No, no, no. It's long and grungy. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay. So you go about, you get your stuff, no issues, you pay. Uh roll a luck test. Uh oh wait, that's a lolly, so that's a nine. I was reading it backwards. I thought it was a ninety. Okay. It is a nine. Whoever it is that's checking you out nice. is just sort of looking up at the TV. And kind of paying it and just sort of like my not even looking you in the eye. Doesn't even pay attention to. You. Walk outside. Yeah, and Declan would yeah. be like paying attention to all the news and like the headlines, but also not want to be too close to like the newspapers. So he'd probably be kind of awkward about it, like where he's like clearly avoiding the newspaper stand, but also watching it the entire time that he's walking past. Mm -hmm. Uh just trying to read what he can, see if there's any information but not yeah. wanting to associate himself with it. No new information. Uh, body count has increased slightly, as apparently some folks who were taken to the hospital did not make it. Uh, but other than that, no further information on who might have done it. No information about a monster, nothing like that. You walk outside. You can see as you step outside, right across the street from you, cab or car kind of drives past, you can see there's a man who's just kind of standing there, leaning what looks like up above, you know, up against the uh, like kind of the traffic pole where the the walking uh, like the the walking button is. A few folks start walking, and he just stays there. He's got a cigarette in his mouth. He's got sunglasses on, like these pilot glasses, jeans, button-down shirt, but not a nice-looking one. More like a, like a sturdy one. And he's just kind of smoking a cigarette, looking across the street in the direction of you. 
of Walgreens. What do you want to do? I wouldn't recognize him or anything like that. Never seen him before in your life. Um, I would just be very non-confrontational right now and just try to pretend like I'm a completely normal person going about things. Just trying okay. to get back to the motel. Start walking. You walk maybe a block. There is reflective glass on some storefront. At the corner of your eye, you see a flickering of a TV screen that has a headline about the night before. But then your eyes look and you see in the reflection that man who had been standing still is now walking as well. Kind of pacing. Almost the same pace as you. I would keep walking. Uh, now I'm more worried. I won't go directly to the hotel. I would try to do a roundabout path, like go through an alley or something like that. Okay. Which probably means that I could get mugged easier, but you know. <laughs> that never happens in New York. Uh, okay. Uh, roll. We can do a stealth. Oh, I'm really good at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Uh, I mean, if, if there's another strat you have, you can give it give that to me. Otherwise, we can roll no, stealth. stealth. Stealth sounds right for that. Um, I rolled a 43. I needed a 16. Okay. You cut down an alleyway. You start going away from where the, the motel is. You come out in a different block. You see there's a handful of folks moving here and there. You see a, uh, what looks like a city bus go past. You see the reflection down the alleyway. No one in the alley. Light kind of kicks up a couple, uh, about 100 feet from you, and you can see a string of traffic comes up, and you kind of look right, look left, and then you can see coming up from around the corner off to your left, there's that same man on the same side of the street of you, as you know, about 150 feet from you. Uh, there's a handful of folks between you and him. But he's not like directly coming for me. He's still following. He turns around the corner and just starts walking calmly, not running in the direction that you're at. Uh, I'm going to try and find like a storefront or something nearby that like not especially busy, but like a public place. And I'm okay. just going to uh, stop in front of it and kneel down and just start tying my shoe for an extremely long period of time. Okay. Uh, it's just some, you know, just some basic uh, convenience store. Uh, there's a couple people going in and out here and there and that kind of thing. Nothing, nothing too fancy. Kneel down, tie. Someone comes out. Get the fuck out of the way, man. What the fuck are you doing? There's a door right here. And that kind of gives you shit. And the man walks past you, just continues to walk. Head doesn't turn down to you, doesn't say anything to you, just walks past you, gets to the end of the block, and hangs a right. Oh, Stevenson did to follow him now. Um, yeah, let's do that. Let's follow him. Okay, uh, sure. Go ahead and roll a search test. All right, I'm better at search, uh, and I'm going to take some audience dice here. <laughs> better than like higher than 26 <laughs> it's higher than 26 yes okay all right so i need that. a 62 and i rolled a 67 okay. no you 
turn around, you get to the end of the end of the block, you hang a right, and you see him. He's a good he's kind of outpacing you a little bit as you were kind of still down, you know, tying your shoe. You let him walk a little ways. You chase him down. You see him kind of jaywalk across the street, and he kind of cuts down, uh, and he seems to be going down a decline into a parking garage. You are not getting me, Jeff. I'm not falling for it. I will not jaywalk. I will wait for the light. Okay. The pedestrian crossing. I am not okay. going to be hit by a car. <laughs> I got three hit points. That's what you're worried is that about. what you think is going to happen? <laughs> okay. You wait. You walk across the street legally. You There's see no him. traffic either. Not a single <laughs> car. <in place. laughs> Just wait. <laughs> like 20 people do it. And it's like looking at you. Who's this fucking guy? Uh, but yeah, you got to cross. You got to cross. It's fine. You're on the same side of the street as the parking lot. What now? Jeez, uh, let's follow a weird guy into a parking garage where people are, you know, always notoriously safe. Did um, you text any of us? Tell anybody what's going on? No, I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't mean, you, even think you could. about it. <laughs> I'm going to go in the parking garage. Okay. Luke is like, where'd he go? <laughs> <laughs> no, Luke is like, he can handle himself. You go down to the parking garage. Uh, you you see that the, the sort of lower level, uh, most of the spaces are full. Uh, there might be a scattered one or two here or there, but it's middle of the morning, late morning even. Commuters are probably already here. Anyone who lives here, anyone who kind of keeps their car here, like it's filled. Uh, and you're just kind of looking around. You're in there. You don't hear anything. You don't hear any sounds of footsteps. You don't hear, all you hear is like distant traffic. Uh, you start pacing around, looking, looking. You, we'll say you, you kind of get into it a little bit of a ways. Look at cars, see if there are any lights on, see if anyone's sitting in them. Nothing. All of a sudden, you hear a screech of tires, and you see driving in your direction, on the row you're on, there is a dark van. It's just speeding right in your direction, closing from 50 feet. What do you do? Well, I try to like run behind another car or towards the wall or something like that to make it more difficult for them. Okay, you turn try to run behind a wall but as you do you bump into the man with the jeans with the shirt and he punches you in the face puts a hood over your over your head everything goes black you hear a, a door open up from a van and you feel yourself getting thrown inside the door closes and the van screeches away and that is where we're going to end for tonight Oh, Jeff, why gosh. do I always take your bait? Why do I always take it? <laughs> Dude, I was gonna. It was, yeah, you mean, I knew it was happening. I knew it was happening. Do you? What do you think's happening? <laughs> I knew it's it was going to happen. It's just publishers' clearinghouse, man. It's just publishers' clearinghouse. It's all it is. There's a big check waiting for you money. inside the van. Big, like your arm keeps bumping up against something, something big and cardboardy. You're not sure what it is. It says one million dollars. <laughs> Okay. Awesome. We'll stop there. We'll Ooh, stop there. All right. Dear. Oh, Go goodness. Ahead. Do I lose I HP for the chat. punch to the face? No, uh, no, no. That's all right. Hashtag blame Luca. Because oh, 100%. <laughs>
Everything that's ever <laughs> happened all is Michael. Lucas' fault. That doesn't <laughs> seem fair. Declan needs supervision. Declan needs to be told no <laughs> and be watched. Like there are two scenarios happening in that session. One yeah. was Declan destroying New York. And then one was this, this little cult book shop thing that we were doing on the site. Very interesting. This lovely, this lovely uh, small business owner in New York oh, City. Oh, you sweet eyes. You have a bunch of sweet Lisa eyes. Lisa and Maggie nice. got a lot of good info there, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got, got a few books and things like that. Sure, sure, sure. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. So... All right. Well, that is uh, that is it for Delta Green for tonight. Uh, let's see. Man, you know what sucks, guys? What? Is that our next session is day after Thanksgiving for us. And so we're probably going to miss that, it sounds like. Yeah. So, oh, uh, no. so that sucks. Fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh, so it's going to be another. We got another another blitz. Just just the calendar worked out that way. But we'll be back. We'll be back. Don't worry. Gives me gives uh, Stephen plenty of time to roll up a new character, which is great. It's awesome. <laughs> I love the holidays, but also, man. <laughs> yeah, it does right? screw up schedules a little bit, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to be missing a Friday and a Saturday the week of yeah. Thanksgiving. But our Monday and Tuesday should be fine. Okay. All right. Uh, why don't we do some closing plugs? We'll get on out of here. Also, I want to say thank you to, I think it was Lost Gear and RPG that just gave us that rate. Thank you so much. Yep, very, yep, very yep. kind of you. Thank you, thank you. Uh, all right, let's do some closing plugs and then we'll get down here. Tomorrow is our next stream. We're going to be playing some Mothership. Everybody you see here, plus my tray, is going to be joining us as well as we're going to play part two of our road work uh, scenario for Mothership. A lot of fun. Uh, it's from uh, from Hole Breach, uh, the new uh, supplement anthology thing that came out a couple months back. Uh, Monday, we're going to be doing some Monster of the Week. Melissa and I are in that one. Tuesday, Stephen, what do we got going? We're playing some more Mulver marvel multiverse trying to say marvelverse uh marvel, marvel multiverse <laughs> rpg Declan uh, is currently our... getting a dirty sock shut in his mouth right now he's like sorry <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> it mm-hmm. uh we're playing more x-men uh jeff is there melissa's there kipser and aaron are playing as well uh they have been kicking my ass so i am going to be throwing uh some sort of like god level creature at them maybe the phoenix force you know we'll find out i think i uh, could take we're gonna them. I really do. I'm so strong. I can lift the house now. We're gonna we're gonna raise the stakes. We're gonna raise the stakes. I can lift the house now. <laughs> like how you're like, I don't think you could throw a tree. I'm like, dude, the game says I can pick up a bus. Like I can pick up a bus. <laughs> we're superheroes. I let Very you nice. throw the tree. I let you throw the tree. You did. You absolutely did. It was fantastic. And I disintegrated uh, the tree in the best role I will ever have. Yes. That was a good role. It was it was it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Uh, maybe check that, it out on the youtube oh yeah yeah hit well, subscribe I hit like I got, click the little bell i have to do thursday first and then we do the youtubes come on man it's not like i know you've been dropping out of a lot of our games recently we so you're not as twice? used to hearing all of the plugs oh. and you don't really watch the shows that you're not in i understand that <laughs> steven that, that you're not as committed as you once were but we do the whole live streams and then i go youtube after that you know i'm available uh black friday if we want to play uh, uh-huh. a- anyone else here committed? Oh. You guys are oh. welcome to. Go right ahead. Go- oh, what a horrible time for him to freeze. <laughs> oh, he's back. <laughs> he's, he's, back. Back. <laughs> he's back. That was funny. I was like waiting right. for you to say trash. something. <laughs> I have to explain what's on Thursday because what's on Thursday is Werewolf the Apocalypse as we've been playing. I know, Steven, you're not in that game, so you're, you're not, you don't like it, but like it is a very fun <laughs> game. Come check it out. Uh, we're starting up a, a new arc of the story hurts. as well. It's a perfect time. 
Uh, so come. Uh, and then next Friday, Warhammer 40K, uh, Wrath and Glory. First proper session. We've made our characters well. Some of us have made our characters. Some of us haven't. Uh, as we, uh, as everyone but Steven, uh, Aaron's running that game. And then Steven's, uh, Steven 2.0, Justin, uh, is also playing the game as well. And if you haven't uh, already, as Steven said, checked out the YouTube page, Adventures in Lot Lake Egg, and please do. We've got tons of games over there. Uh, we would love to have you subscribe there as well. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to raid our buddies over at Defenders of Cobalt. So go ahead and follow that raid. Have a great rest of your week and come hang out with us tomorrow when we're playing Mothership. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>